When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 45 of Let's Unpack That. Um, I'm Cheval, this is Cal, um, and yeah, we're back again. It's, it's, been a, it's been a while, we took a little hiatus, but yeah, this is episode 45 of your favorite media and literacy analysis podcast, and we're taking a small break um, from Berserk to talk about something else, something slightly different. Um, we're actually going to talk about a specific literary topic of fridging. We're going to talk about the usual bullshit at the beginning. But yeah, this is not. This is going to be like a little small break from Berserk. We're going to get right back to it after this. Uh, probably. I don't know. We might fuck around and do some other episodes. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see. see. It's the holiday season. So like, I don't know. We're both about to be probably like stressed the fuck out or traveling. So yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Uh, implying we are not both already stressed the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. There's a reason we took a yeah. little bit of a break. It's been, things happen all the time. A lot. Yeah. All at once. So yeah. Continuing yeah, no. that theme. <laughs> no, yeah, just, you know, th things are always happening. Um, last time that we left off with the Berserk, um, terrible things were happening, and we finished all that off. Um, those last couple episodes were a little different. There's a part two. Part two was way different than anything else we did. Go listen to that. There was no yeah. visual aspect. Um, we explained why <laughs> at the beginning. But, um, yeah, a, a lot of stuff has technically happened since we've... I mean, a lot of terrible things are happening. There's something specific we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. We're going to talk about Palestine and everything happening there so um but you know besides that um i i did want to talk about some bullshit before we get into the fridging topic because oh boy. um my, my favorite fighting game is trying to rob me um, <laughs> there's oh. um <laughs> so i think you talk i think moral combat was out yeah Mortal combat was out last time we had an episode out. we released a, an episode or two since that came out right um so they um they have a lot of microtransactions, which I was not expecting, mm -hmm. even though they already have a season pass. And um, they're charging like twelve dollars of fatality. They were charging twelve dollars of fatality. Now they're four dollars, so it's not that bad, right? Oh um, my god! So um, Jesus. Yeah, it's a WB thing. They, they people have been like in the WB, like like WB's been making statements, being like, we literally want to put more microtransactions in our shit so that people can buy what they want from our shit. Like they literally like it's a business model for all their properties right now. Um, if that. If people remember, like, the Lord of the Rings games had the same problem, WB. So, um, between that and, um, no, yeah, just that. Yeah, that, that's been kind of, that's been kind of, that's been kind of, like, terrible. I don't know what's going on with, like, uh, that and, uh, Street Fighter. That's what it is. Street Fighter keeps teasing costumes, but then releasing, like, uh, costumes yeah. for the avatars. So, I'm... That's so annoying, also. I'm, I'm like... I don't know. These these games are good, but then I'm also kind of frustrated because I'm like, you know, some of y'all are yeah. unfinished Mortal Kombat, and then you're charging me fifteen dollars for things. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I like video games anymore. 
No, that's I'm so not sure valid. anymore. Yeah, I was... I haven't played much on my computer recently. I feel like I've mostly been playing console games because we played... We played Spider-Man and then we're working on Mario right now. Yeah. Um, me, me and Haley are really liking Mario. It's super good. Mario's it's fun. Really it's fun. been... It's it's really engaging. I like all the new stuff they added. I like that it's like weird and you're like, why is that a thing? And it's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there's one but, where like the flower just turns you like real long, and I was like, yeah, sure, oh, let's let's do yeah, that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. I was like, I love game design. This is great. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> so if it if a like game that's like goofy does not have several moments where you're like wow that's somebody's weird awakening um <laughs> is it really a good game no um exactly <laughs> no yeah but spider-man was good really enjoyed spider-man um i feel like i played something else oh i played faith before that i can't remember if i talked about that on here last time no we didn't talk about um, it last time but you you mentioned it to me when we were playing okay the i other mentioned day. it to yeah. you um I fucking beef with that game. Um, yeah, so I hadn't, I didn't, sucks. I had not heard about, the, well, I recently saw people talking about it more, and then I looked mm -hmm. it up, and it had come out a few years ago, so I was like, oh, okay, this isn't, like, yeah. brand new either, so it's, it's like, a new Blood game, though. I had not heard of it. Yeah, so they released it in parts, basically, so it started, oh, okay. like, four years ago, and then, like, recently, for, like, Steam, I think, they released, like, the whole kit and caboodle um but i i was really engaged at first because it's supposed to be like an exorcism game and that's how it's kind of framed at the beginning and it's done in like a very old like atari kind of style like yeah snes like very low res pixels it, it really emulates that well and like right it i really like some of like the animation stuff in it that they do i think it's really fun uh, really clever. I think it works really well for like a horror, horror like analog horror kind of feel. Um, <laughs> the second part, I was like, okay, I might be like getting lost a little bit here, but maybe <laughs> like it'll still, you know, like I was like, I'm a little confused, but I'll figure it out. And then the third part, as I realized what was happening, I was just like, I hate this game actually. Oh I'm wow! So fucking pissed. That's the um, worst. Not nothing can save this for me at this point. This is okay, so, so I'm not gonna lie. I um, I saw what kind of game it was, and I'm and I'm a horror person, so like I would I mm -hmm. would play that. But I'm not gonna lie. I was like I'm I'm probably not gonna play this. So feel free to spoil it if you no. want to. So I don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, feel I'm I'm not gonna play everybody. this game. So if you don't <laughs> if you don't want to uh, see this, just keep pressing thirty or just sit here because it's gonna be good. So go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead, okay. just go for so it. I'm going to talk about Faith now. So it starts out, and it's, like, set in, like, I want to say, like, the 80s or 70s or something. Like, it's, like, kind of a throwback sort of thing. Um, and you are a young pastor or priest who is coming to, like, exercise this girl, basically. And you go through, and this is in part one, and you go through it, and you start putting together kind of what happened, because you're revisiting a place where you already had, like, exercised her, but something went wrong, and so you're kind of piecing together through flashbacks what happened, but, like, right. 
basically like demon kind of went cuckoo bananas and like fucked everything up and she killed her parents and she killed potentially her brothers you don't really know and you're like okay um i liked it i liked the first part a lot because it's really weird there's like this weird monster running around in the forest and you're like what the fuck is that how does that tie into that i don't know he's just running around he looks like um i don't know he looks like uh i've tried to remember the term i've allowed to use like (laughs) <laughs> it's like a native creature that you're not supposed to say the name. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always I know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. know the word I'm not supposed to say. I don't know. What the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's kind of like that sort of vibe. You're like, oh, there's this weird white thing running around everywhere. Um, and so you finally get to her again, and you go through like an exorcism, and she jumps out the window right at the end, and you're oh, like. Shit. Fuck, okay. Um, and so you, like, Fuck. you wind up finding her, and there's, like, a couple different endings you can get. You can get one where you kill her, and then you're blamed because, allegedly, she, like, escaped from, like, an asylum or something. Like, Ooh. that's a cover-up story or whatever, and it's like, yeah, this guy just, like, shot this insane chick who escaped, and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but Whoopsie. then there's also, like... You, you can piece stuff together more. You can kind of get, like, some closure with it. Okay. But it's still not over. And so, like, as stuff goes on throughout all the games, you realize there's a cult in the town. And right. the cult is, like, a Satanist cult or whatever the fuck. And I was kind of like, okay, that could, okay. This could be fun still, whatever. Right. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of skip ahead of it. So there's, like, all this shit with the cult. And the guy who runs the cult, his name is Gary and there's all this stuff around where you get these notes and shit and uh, he always signs up with Gary Loves You or like all his cult members signed up with like remember Gary Loves You or whatever right. the fuck okay. and like okay. Um, okay and what happened was the girl who you were exercising she was recruited into the cult while she was working at a clinic they don't specify what kind of clinic it is for a while but she was recruited and then she was basically like possessed um by this thing and they were using her to bring about like the antichrist eventually um so that's like what that's supposed to be Hmm. she works at an abortion clinic um oh my god what a reveal um so the satanists (laughs) are running the abortion clinic um where i was like okay all right um and oh also, God. like, it's just the whole, like, conceit of it is, like, what if the satanic panic was real and, like, the, like, um, you know, like, metal actually was evil and fucked up and these, oh, my God. And then there's also, like, they're running one of the schools and there's, like, all this shit with, like, the school building you go through and shit. It's, it's just really trite and it's really frustrating. And what it boils down to uh, is ultimately, like, just these really <laughs> poorly conceived ideas about, like, cult shit that's just really boring and really offensive, honestly. And I was just like, okay, um, I honestly don't even, like, care that much about the cool stuff that happened in it after that point, because there's a lot of really cool sequences where you're like, wow, that's cool. What's, yeah, that's I've seen some this? animations it from it that look cool. That's, 
Yeah, that's there's a lot of cool stuff. Like you keep having reoccurring nightmares. Okay, and stuff. Like I've been trying to figure out what happening. I was like, dang, what happens where he's like, that sucked, and I'm like, yeah, no, that does suck because like that's not like it does. Because I don't know. To me, that's not like that inventive. It's like, what if it was real? Yeah, people already thought that already. So like, I don't know what's like. Yeah, and also it's stupid because I'm like, are you like getting these like fetuses that are completely unformed and like throwing them in her face hole to sacrifice or are you like are there they like late term abortions like what are we doing here with this yeah. like it's just very poorly thought out and that whole twist honestly ruined the rest of it and then also like the shit with Gary's really fucking annoying after a little bit everything that like involved the monsters in it was kind of cool and like the demons in it I was like oh this is kind of fun this is kind of cool yeah. Um, there are parts of it that genuinely scared me too, like at first. But honestly, once like it clicked for me that it was abortion cl- clinic, and then they confirmed it in the third part, I was like, "Okay, I guess we'll finish this game." So, yeah, I'm yeah. So it's like I guess I'll finish annoyed. it, but that's kind of stupid. Well, it's not even. I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's so lazy. Yeah, it's, it's lazy. lazy. It's yeah. That's that's my thing. Is it's lazy. It's like okay, well then there you go like i don't know yeah yeah that does seem know, really man. lazy it was very lazy i did not appreciate it i thought it was a kind of a waste of a good concept and then i also found out that the, it's like they've made like several other cult games too and i'm just like cool this is like all you do you're mm-hmm. so boring <laughs> yeah kind of i don't know afterwards. if that's all you so do it like, is kind okay. of it is kind of like all okay right. all right um yeah, so that's how. And I you're still bad at it, like no, but <laughs> literally, I was like, "Come on, come on." Yeah. Anyways, Ooh. it's just it's just kind of stupid, and it's very like, "What if blah 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 happened?" Or like, "Ooh, look at this like scary thing," and I'm like, "I'm not scared of this. Like, this is not scary. I I'm scared about your bad writing, like, <laughs> that, but like." god yeah after a point you're just like this is so like it plods on and you're just like this stupid stupid game i'm not gonna play all the endings but yeah it's just yeah i don't know i think it could have been done so well and that's also what extra pisses me off about it so i'm just like whatever whatever anyways I don't recommend it if you want to play like an old school <laughs> style game. You can. It does have some very cool visuals in it. Um, I think there's some fun parts to it. Uh, it's pretty cheap, also, if I remember correctly. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's probably on expensive. sale or something. Yeah, too, it's on so. Steam if you want to play it. Um, the first part's fun. I don't recommend playing beyond the first part, but um, <laughs> you can. <laughs> so, gosh, oh my I, God. it takes a lot to ruin like. I don't know, like Catholic exorcism stuff for me because I have very low standards for it. I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I've run into two pieces of media that have managed to do that in like very short succession. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> you guys. What really if we, did the most what if we that. subverted expectations? Right. And it's like, that's not subverting. That's exactly what you no. would expect it to be. I don't know. Especially like, yeah knowing that like the i mean the main character's a priest and everything i don't know it's just kind of like all right bro like i i don't know man i it it just reminds me right it's like dang i'm really glad people get to make games i'm like fuck people get to make games because like literally there's um like 
you know, soon the Silent Hill remakes coming out, Silent Hill Two, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are very like attached to that game. It's very, it's got a big cult following, mm-hmm. specifically the second one. A lot of people like the first one too, but Silent Hill Two has got like a big cult following, and the people who are remaking it um, recently did like an homage to old Silent Hill slash Resident Evil games. I think it was like it came out of the year two, the medium. That's what it was, the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, they have a a they have a history of basically the evil thing in their media being like a mental illness, and then being like uh, the mental illness bad. Um, so mm-hmm. is the person with the mental illness. You should kill them. Like the medium, yeah. it, you should look up the plot. So it's not. True. It's one of those games where like I, I started playing it, and I could kind of tell where it was going, and I got bored honestly because I was like, oh yeah. wait, I don't want to play this. But because um, I had it on Game Pass, but. A lot of old school Silent Hill people were like, "Yeah, that was like the opposite of a lot of messaging for a lot of old Silent Hill stuff." I was, gonna was say. yeah, yeah. Is like so they're like, "Why the fuck them. would you get these guys?" Yeah, because I know like uh, I think uh, Sa- Sasha said she played them recently or something, yeah, or like write about them or something. Two yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think they talked to me about it earlier this year, but yeah, like. It, that's the thing it's like the opposite of that like that's not what the game is about right so oh, right man. after they released that game to like a lot of people being like wow that was fucked up you basically told the main character like kill her mentally ill sister at the end to stop the demons um yeah yeah you should look up the plot yeah. by the way if you're listening to this it, it sounds I, it's really fucking stupid um i'm fascinated i i I didn't want to play it so i watched the rest of the playthrough on youtube i didn't think it was as bad as people said it's really fucking bad um so they're doing Silent Hill 2. And from the trailers, a lot of people can already tell that it's, like, different. Like, a lot of facial expressions are changed. Oh. The main character seems really whiny. Like, there's, like, a lot of stuff people already didn't like from the first trailer. So I don't know. Like, between that and, like, a lot of horror stuff, I'm like, wow, this is what some people's idea of horror is. Is like, It's, like, the trope I, of, like... Yeah. Like, people's, like, you know, people, like, don't like the trope of, like, there was not a real monster. It was, like, you know, mental illness or, like, everything was in their head or whatever, right? I, I get that people don't like that trope, but it seems like a lot of people like that trope because there keeps, there keep being more and more It's just very, every like, year. baseline. Like, I was yeah. talking about music with a friend recently, and, like, you know, the kind of general consensus is, like, the stuff at the top is usually not what, like, the common denominator stuff is not good. Usually. Yeah, it's usually. usually you have to get down there and find your niche. And I feel like games are very much the same way where like a lot of times the stuff at the top that gets really hyped is not always that great. Yeah, especially in be. 2023. And it can be, um, yeah. It can be really good. Generally speaking, there there's usually shortcomings in it. And I think with horror especially that's like a thing. There is a horror game I am excited about that just came out, I believe. I can't remember if it's just the beta or if it's the full thing. I think the full thing came out. Uh, but it's called Goody Two Shoes. I think it's on Steam. Hmm. And I think it's on... Uh, I want to say it's on Switch too, but it might just be on Steam and, like, PlayStation. Um, but it's, like, done in an old-school manga style. Like, old-school oh, shoujo manga style. Cool. And then it's... Yeah, and it's also, like, old-school anime RPG kind of style, but it's a visual novel with, like, action elements in it also. And it looks really interesting to me. I don't, like, know it well enough to talk about the plot. I think you should really look up the trailer if you, like, kind of interested. Listen closely. This is the tale of... Um, it's also gay, I think, which is cool. Um, Yay. That's fun. 
<laughs> Yay, um, representation. But yeah, it, there, it looks like there's a lot of really cool like visuals in it and elements. There's a, multiple endings that you can get with it. Um, it's kind of one of those stories where like you can die at any point in it. Oh. So there's also that. Um, I like that. Which I like in a horror game, honestly, where it's just like, yeah, you're done so. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. Um, so yeah, I... I, I'm really looking forward to that. We haven't played it yet, but I want to. I've also wanted yeah, to replay Eve recently. Um, yeah. Because I got that remaster, and I'm like, I need to fucking replay this game. Um, that was my first horror game. Like, very, very first. Uh, yeah. Probably shouldn't have been, but also, I'm glad it was in a lot of ways. I mean, it it's was a really big game. one. It's inspired a lot of shit since it came out, too. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because it's like... It's like Yumi Nikki inspired kind of and I believe and then also like inspired a bunch of other stuff and was also like one of those main RPG maker horror games like along with the Witch's House and other things. So um if you like little RPG maker games, it is a very good game. I highly recommend it. Um covers yeah. some good themes, has some amazing visuals in it. Also Fan Gamer has merch now for it, which is cool. I have not oh, gotten any cool. yet, but um yeah, no, it's a good game. I it's not very long too. Like there's a couple endings, but I would say it's only a couple hours long. So it's definitely one you can play through relatively quickly. Um, but yeah, those are horror games I do recommend. Um, yes. But it does suck that there's a lot coming out right now where I'm just like, no, okay, yeah, yeah. Some of them it's like, Ugh. yeah, like you said, it's the big budget ones. I don't know. It's it's funny because like I've kind of gotten my over my remake uh a shtick where i'm like all right i'm tired of you guys remaking stuff because i'm like all right listen i guess this is where we are now and i keep thinking i think somebody brought up something that i thought was funny they're like yeah we've been remaking stuff since like the 1800s and 1900s <laughs> like yeah like the titanic was yeah. a remake scarface from the 80s was a remake like all that shit and i'm like oh, okay i guess we're just doing it again i guess i guess it's just about yeah. that time again so i just yeah. I wish there was some more original stuff because I feel like the way Same. it's done now that I don't like is like it's done solely to be like remember this thing and it's not like an artistic interpretation and not all remakes that are old are like that too there's yeah. some like obviously like there's some for old horror movies or like for Japanese horror movies where the American remake is just like garbage Trash, and it's like why'd yeah. you do that and that's like going back to the 90s, going back to the 2000s. So it's like, yeah, it, I think you're right. It is, I saw you retweet something about that. But yeah, it's like a very common thing. I just don't like how it's being done for the majority currently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like no. stuff like I, Eve, stuff like Ghost Trick, those are really good rebakes. Yeah, um, I, bought, like, I bought Ghost Trick finally, so I'm going to play that soon. Yeah play it uh yes. i'm very excited i was annoyed because there's like a poll on tumblr about like have you played this game or heard of this game and they had ghost trick and i'm like this just came out again i know people did not show up about this that's why i sent so you the survey i still haven't heard of it and i'm like i hate y'all i did uh fill out that survey but yeah i we just need like, more everybody should play ghost trick it's a really good fucking game and you should play it and i don't care if you don't want to you should play it play it, play it. <laughs> i'm, no, it. I'm no longer um, asking yeah no. exactly so yeah today today's episode we're doing something a little different <laughs> yes we are we are talking about fridging um and this is a topic that comes up pretty often because it is a um in my opinion 
very much overused trope in a lot of media and this can be everything from like this is we're not picking on anything specific right this is just kind of like a a writing thing this is like a plot mm-hmm. writing thing this can be anything from video games to movies to books to plays to any of that shit right anime manga we're gonna talk all that shit today but it originated with um comic books actually so <laughs> yes. we're actually gonna go back to the very first one um i'm gonna be a comic nerd and i do think it's funny because uh Everybody remembers one of the Green Lanterns being uh, Hal Jordan. Um, this is actually not Hal Jordan that wasn't involved with this. It was Kyle. It was Kyle. Uh, Ky- Kyle, the other, the other green, the other white Green Lantern. Um, you know Kyle. Yeah, you know Kyle. So, <laughs> so yeah. So the original instance oh, of fridging. Um, we don't need to know like all the ins and outs, but basically, um, as a basically to move the plot along for the green lantern in one of his big plot lines the blackest night his girlfriend at the time alexandra dewitt is found dead in a refrigerator right like we don't even see her in the refrigerator he, it's like a really creepy fucked up shot of um him walking up on the refrigerator being like oh god no like my fucking girlfriend is in the refrigerator right and i'm actually gonna pull it up while we talk about it because the panel is used quite often whenever you talk whenever you see this image or yeah. whatever a lot of people it's like they even have like the little like power line around his face where he's like in shock he's like oh like it's <laughs> it's literally like all that shit so i'll go ahead and get that pulled up but um yeah so that's where the term is originated from and the reason it's called mm-hmm. fridging is because it is using this character it's taking their agency away in order to move the plot along for usually a, a male character and this is this is where I'm going to f- focus in on this is like a gender thing, right? Like a lot of the times you'll Google this now, right? And some people try to like throw other characters in there. Um, this originated with female characters being used to move plot- plots along, right? So a lot of the time, this yeah, this image right here, you can like see her all like fucking folded up in the refrigerator and stuff, right? So the villain killed her in order to move his plot along- forward, right? So this is just one example of many so the reason we're talking about this if you guys have tuned into the last few episodes is because this happened to casca like just now right we have not getting like into the full details of what happened there but after this point casca's character development is kind of like halted and is used to like motivate guts to get revenge on griffith and the rest of the god hand right um that's not like a spoiler or anything that's pretty like you you got the gist of it like if you watched read the prologue chapters and stuff yeah right? so she got fridged. I really hate it for Casca. We talked about this at length at the last episode. It really like butchers her character development. But this is also a trope that is quite regularly used. Um, like in in my opinion, it's very lazy. A lot of big pieces of media use it, and Cal can kind of talk about like the woman who identified it and you know discussed it at length because there's a woman who actually coined the term. So yeah, you can go ahead and talk about that if you. Yeah. Um. So. I think she coined the term. It may have been around before, but um, yeah. I'll pull it up uh, briefly here. Let me go back to the main page. It's, it actually also has the panel that you were talking That's about. Funny. Hold on. Um, but it's called Women in Refrigerators. And um, it was written by Gail Simone, who is a very famous comic author. Um, yes. She did. Uh, she did Batgirl. She did a Simpsons run. She's been very involved in like the DC scene for like quite a while. She's done a lot of editorial stuff. She's written a lot of stuff I've enjoyed actually. Um, I like Gail Simone's writing. Uh, but she, like, I think it was. Oh, let me check. 
I want to say it was in 99, like 99 or 2000, she made a list of women in comics who had been fridged. Yes. And it was kind of controversial at the time because people were like, that's a really fucking long list. What the fuck? And like, yes. you can, you can look it up, it, but it's like, it's like a full page. And if you go down it, she, she includes a lot of different aspects. She's like, you know, this one's dead. Uh, this, like she got, this one was disabled. This one, uh, was disabled in a different way. This one was raped. This one was raped. This one was raped. And it's just like going through all these different things. One yes. of them like literally turns into like an animal and like loses her humanity. Like there's all yep. kinds of aspects I found the list, that by she the way. covers. Yeah. Um, it's a long I, list. I, I will, I will also read some of the causes. Um, yeah. And so, some characters, some of y'all just, uh, y'all probably will know um starfire it says raped tortured enslaved forced into marriage twice i remember this i remember i read all of those plot lines sadly yeah um storm depowered repowered periodically crazy to one degree or another yeah um rogue my this is my favorite one just plain messed up yes i agree yeah everything about rogue is fucked up but yeah cont yeah. continue <laughs> no yeah no i mean there's a lot of ones here like Tigra devolved into cat thing. <laughs> yep. She's just a yep. cat thing now. Yeah, she's a cat thing. Um, yeah. This one, former prostitute, killed and brought back mindless, got better. Um, and it's just like, there's all this stuff. Addicted oh, oh, to drugs, uh, made porn films, infected with HIV, dead. Yes, I'm I saw like, that one as well. Um, Elastigirl, uh, original Doom Patroller, only original Doom Patroller to stay dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just, it just, she covers a lot of different things. And so that's what we also mean by like, a lot of people I think think fridging just means they're like killed off, but I yeah. don't agree with that necessarily. Um, because the stuff that happens with Casca, like she's brutally raped and mind broken basically. And I feel like she falls very squarely into this category of like characters who are women who were relevant and then suddenly became irrelevant to further the plot of a man. Yes. And that's kind it, it's, of the core of it, basically. It hinges on... It, it, yeah, exactly. It's not all about death. Because death, yes, t death takes away agency, but it hinges on all of their agency being taken away. Like, they have no say in the matter. They can't do anything about it. It's less to do with, like, the death part. Because that's the thing I saw, right? I was, I was telling you before we started recording, too, like, mm -hmm. I was looking through forum posts, and some of the arguments were, like, getting into semantics of... Mm -hmm. you know well they didn't die or they were still there after that and it's like that's not that's not the point right like yeah. one thing we talked about with Casca last episode is like she doesn't get any more like of her she's basically a different character now right like mm -hmm. and the character gets no development so on top of not yeah. being the character she was pre-eclipse she gets nothing after that a lot of it is if we're going to talk about yeah. later it's kind of like she's like a chore for guts right so yeah yeah and like and, like, if you ever go through this list, like, you'll see most yeah. of them are not dead. Most of them are just rendered irrelevant to the story in the capacity that they were before. So, like, before they were a character in it. And then now it's just like, well, they're the character who's got raped. They're the character who is, like, making this man, like, super determined to do these things. It's like... The disempowerment of women in media more than yeah. anything else through a violent mean or a like 
very strong means, I guess. Like, because some of these aren't even always violent. It's just like they're not themselves anymore because of yeah. some reason, and that sucks. A um, lot of them are made then, infertile, yeah, um, or they have their powers taken away. Like outright, yes. their powers are gone, which is insane. Yes, yeah. I and I do want to talk about that more too because uh, something Gail Simone also includes is people's responses to her list in her original article because she sent it to some people who were like hey i respect you and i want your thoughts on this um and i i kept a couple of them like i i highlighted a couple of things um that i wanted to talk about um and one of them this is from uh tom bierbaum and he and his wife both worked on uh justice league and they also worked on xena and comics like that so he's written comics with like a lot of women in it yeah um he knows he knows women. <laughs> he, he does, but also he's a man. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind he's of interesting man. to hear yeah. his thoughts. But he was yeah. saying, um the tendency he's saying basically like there's three things that like kind of show up when women have it worse than men in comics. And he's saying this is because of the tendency for some writers to sympathize with women's issues and think any re relevant portrayal of a female hero should examine their difficult lot in this world, which is true. That happens a lot in me media where it only focuses on the misogyny that happens to those characters and they don't right. get anything else other than misogyny happening to them. Um, the tendency for some writers to feel hostility towards female characters We've also seen this a lot where a writer just really hates a female character and writes her really horribly. Um, and the tendency for some writers to consciously or subconsciously sense that female characters in peril, suffering, or dying have more emotional wallop for some readers than male characters in the same situations. Mm. Which is stuff like with Casca, right? Because she's raped. And it's very impactful, you know? <laughs> like, regardless, yeah. you are impacted yeah. by it. But it's not... It's not a good thing necessarily, but yeah. um, he also, he had a long one, so I kind of cut it up a little bit, but another part of his that I liked a lot was, or I liked the, what he was positing, I guess, but he's saying, I expect, I suspect that skews any comparison of the fates of Batgirl and Batman, since the biggest real world difference between the two characters is probably not their gender, but their relative levels of popularity. So what he was also talking mm. about is how like more popular characters tend to get these like redemptive arcs after something bad happens to them versus people like uh, Batgirl who people have shit on since time immemorial you know and she always has bad shit happening to her like whether it's barbara whether it's cassandra whether it's seth like it's always i've talked about batgirl before like a lot yeah. of shit happens yeah to like every batgirl to the point yes. where some of them like just aren't a thing anymore in yeah. comics which is really yeah. sad um but yeah i and then there was there was one from Mark Wade who did Flash and Captain America. He also uh, killed Ice. I forget which one that is, but she was like kind of a relevant character, and he's talked about how he regrets it um, mm -hmm. in this. But uh, where was it? Oh yeah. Uh, he he brought up one point, and he's bringing up a specific situation. And he said, "There's a famous and true anecdote of the Hellcat story that consists mostly of her being beaten to a pulp by a man." A story that, by the wildest coincidence, was written by a man in the middle of harsh divorce proceedings. And so he's talking oh, about God, how yeah. people are also projecting those things onto characters when they feel like women in their lives are slighting them. Which is yeah. also a really solid point. Yeah. And 
when talking about like his own fridging incident, he says, um, I'm responsible for the death of ice, my call, my worst mistake in comics, my biggest regret. I remember hearing myself ask the editor, who is the JL heir whose death wouldn't evoke the most fierce gut reaction from the readers? What a dope. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, he's he, like to this day, he's like, this is my biggest regret. And he's like, I yeah. have learned to this and I hang on to the flash because I don't want that mistake to happen again. And I want to keep doing right by the story with it. And I think that's like, you know, kind of. In some ways, Cheval and I have talked later about how Mira kind of like redeems himself a little bit by like creating yeah. female characters that don't have these things happen to them as much. Um, and that's like a sign of growth in some ways, but also like I think being able to admit it on paper <laughs> for God and everybody to see is pretty big of you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll read one more for right now. Um, where. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is from Nancy Collins, and she has mostly done horror stuff. Uh, she did Swamp Thing. She did Jason versus Leatherface. Oh, yeah. She's in a couple of other horror comics. Got it. Um, and there's several characters that she has in her stuff who have been raped or who have been, you know, fridged, quote unquote. And Gail Simone reached out to her because she wanted to hear her specific thoughts, like, as a woman writing these scenarios. Um, and I'll read a couple of portions from this. But um, So she's talking about her characters and certain things. Um, Although Sonia Blue is raped and transformed into it by a vampire, her rape is in a way of her receiving power from a male force, but in an attempt to mirror the maimed hero. In many fables and legends, the hero is given a defect maiming necessary to surmount the... <laughs> What is she saying? She she has a lot of typos in her thing. Basically, she's saying there's a lot of <laughs> heroes in history who have been, like, incapacitated in some way in order to make their struggle more significant. She references Oedipus, the Celtic guy with the silver hand I'm blanking on, King Arthur, <laughs> and Osiris. And I'm like, you're, okay. But, yeah. like, I kind of get what she's saying to yeah. an extent. I don't agree with it, necessarily, but I get what she's saying. But, um... She goes on and she talks about, for women, a not very subtle symbolic form of maiming, i.e. the loss of self, is the rape. The rape is also usually symbolic in rendering a woman sterile and therefore placing her outside the natural reproductive cycle of womanhood enables her to pursue the more masculine role of an avenging warrior. And that's kind of what you were talking about earlier yeah. with a lot of these women who are rendered infertile because it's putting them in a position and sometimes where now they are more masculinized and so they can carry out these things without their like womanly duties or whatever and she's not saying this is a good thing she's just pointing out that this is an aspect of what can happen sometimes like in the thought process of writing these scenarios um and like uh she goes on and then this is the last part i'll read from it Right. Uh, the thing is, I can't really think of many male characters who have had this level of crap happen to them. I recently did a compare contrast between the amount of skin shown by male and female superheroes. There are more half-naked or offensively and possibly dressed female characters to male by nearly five to one. And having a bare-chested superhero is certainly not the same as having a bare-chested superheroine, or She-Hulk would have been dressed identical to her cousin from the start, not to mention Hot Girl. <laughs> 
Um, so I think, <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's a really good point to bring up also. And she's kind of highlighting some other people's responses where they're like, well, the men too. And she's like, yeah, that, that this has also happened to men. But like, if you're looking at it through a social lens, it has very different implications here. It's, so it's different implications really more often too. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a, that's a good that's a good perspective. Like you said, I didn't entirely agree with you know how she was defending her own. I I, no. I get where she was coming from, but like I don't. She's agree like with I it. did it for a reason. I'm like yeah. no, you didn't. Nancy. I'm like, kind of sucks, that's but... still kind of a weird sexist reason, but okay. Like it's like yeah. it's like she acknowledges that the rape is like a gendered thing but she's like but it's cool mm-hmm. that i did it <laughs> so, so, yeah that's yeah. how it feels she's like no i did it because i was writing this like epic story and i'm like nancy yeah <laughs> come on yeah but yeah there's there's a lot of parts i i really recommend going through and reading the responses just yeah. because i'm gonna put the link in the, in the description by the way i found the web page with all the awesome. stuff in it there's a women there's a women in refrigerators like hub basically that has yeah. all the Yale Simone stuff in it. So we will be yeah. linking that in the description. I, I do recommend reading some of the, excuse me, respond in list mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's also like a front page where you can just like go, go through the posts about it. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think those responses are interesting because I get it. It is like a, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a reflection of what's happening like in real life. Right. Like, right. of course, if a writer is a dick and he's going through it, like you said, he's going through a divorce a with divorce. his wife, he can't beat his wife. All right, let me beat so the fucking gonna, characters in my yeah, media, which is, which is sociopathic, by the way. Yes. But like, some people know, would be yeah. like, oh, at least he didn't do it in real life. It's like, okay, I guess the bar is on the fucking floor. But um, yeah. Yeah. And, is, and that's where, like, Cheval and I talk a lot about how stuff doesn't exist in a vacuum and, like, how, you know, a lot of people do the whole, like, art from the artist separating the two. Um, yeah. But in some cases, like in this one, where it's like a well-known industry thing to the point where he's like, you know, this example, but it's this guy who hated his wife and wrote like this character as a proxy of his wife getting the shit beat out of her. Um, And I think that's just like, there's so many instances like that where like, yes, like you can separate art from the artist sometimes, but also a lot of the times art is a representation of the artist's internal feelings, whether it's like, you know, like it's not, I'm not saying Mira is like, I advocate for rape, but what Mira is saying is that this is a demasculate, like, this is this is a, it's a, what is the word? Humiliating. It's like humiliating. It's demoralizing. It's It's, yeah. yeah. It's taking away Guts's masculinity to have to watch Casca get raped in front of him. Yeah. And that is like a very clear theme in it. And I don't think you can really, get around that because you know other people have written similar things in a different tone and you can see their thought process behind it too so i think like yes you can separate the two but also you have to acknowledge at some point that like there is a lot of the artist within the art regardless yeah yeah i i feel like that's the that's the thing about a lot of this stuff is like no matter what your opinion on that stuff is like their state of mind, their politics, their opinions on things influence their art at one point or another, even if they were trying to be like contrary into their own thoughts. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. like, we talked about faith at the beginning of this, right? Like yes. that obviously reflects 
the thoughts of the writers themselves right. like who are involved in the media and i feel like that's where like a lot of comic stuff is interesting to me because i'll give a couple examples right because um we have a like i said go to that hub by the way they have all the examples we're about to talk about probably Good. in there um but still relevant 23 years yes. later by the way fucking terrible by, by the way yeah so the original fridging incident uh with uh kyle uh, the um with uh alex alex dewitt what's happened with her that was 1994 by the way this is not like 1980 or 1970 or 60 this is 1994 yeah. so it's not that long ago right like, this is a trope as old as me yeah yeah exactly <laughs> wow. by the way by the way random thing you know we've been friends for like 10 years now oh that's my really... fucking god yeah it's Jesus weird Christ. right yeah oh my god besties um that's crazy <laughs> um, like good no. crazy but i was also like oh yeah <laughs> That has been that long. That's nuts. No, it's it is it is kind of weird. It's um Damn, no, but you're still my friend. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm still here. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I'm still here, so we're good. We're good. Um, no, so so the um so the next thing I want to talk about was a uh, comics and like kind of legacy media. A lot of stuff that's around still is like centered around some fridging stuff, right? And that's what we talk about with comics, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of stuff. Um, specifically, I'm going to talk about Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's really big right now. Like, you know, there's a new game out. There's a new movie that came out earlier this year. Like, you know, a lot of people watch a lot of Spider-Man. And so if you know anything about Spider-Man, you know that he, a couple of his plot lines kind of hinge on fridging overall. Um, I'm, I'm a long time... If you've listened to this podcast, you know, I'm a long time Spider-Man reader. I've literally went back and read, like, the old issues. Like, I've, I've read a lot of fucking Spider-Man comics. And I'm here to tell you, a lot of it is not good. <laughs> so... Um, and specifically, because I have I actually read this a long time ago. So there's a plot line um, in the original Spider-Man comics, the original Amazing Spider-Man, that involves the Green Goblin. They actually emulate this in the first Spider-Man movie with Mary Jane. And like, if you remember it, it's, he's like hanging the bus full of children or, or like the thing full of children. And he's also like hanging Mary Jane. He's like, Spider-Man, you got to choose one. You can't choose one or the other. You got to save your girlfriend. He's Spider-Man. He picks both, right? Anyway, the original thing was... Green Goblin was like hanging Gwen Stacy like off of a off of a bridge, and he said, "Listen, you either go get her, or you save this shit. It's one or the other, right?" Mm -hmm. Spider Man tries to do both, and the tragic thing that happens is he literally snaps Gwen Stacy's fucking neck. At this point in the story, Gwen Stacy is his college girlfriend. That's it. I mean, his, yeah, that's it. That that is, she's she is his college girlfriend. And this sends him into a depression and it, it becomes something that he has to overcome, right? Um, it fucking sucks, especially because this is something that the comic has had to like kind of emulate or like retell over the years. Have to is a whole other thing, um, especially because a lot of Spider-Man plot points are fridging related to the women in his life. Um, Aunt May gets the shit beat out of her a lot of the time. Aunt May is kidnapped. Aunt May is in her fucking hospital bed. Um, spoiler alert for, like, the latest Spider-Man movies. I'm pretty sure that bitch dies. Like, there's, there's so, like, Aunt May gets fucked in the Spider-Man universe. So, like, there's two women... in the first game, too, yes, right? In the, in the first Spider-Man game, she fucking dies as well at the end of it, right? And yeah. it is to, like, help him progress because that's dealt with in Miles Morales. That's dealt with in the second Spider-Man game as well. He's living in her house, right? Like, it's this whole thing. It it becomes a part of the plot for the rest of the game. And I feel like the Gwen Stacy thing is just really funny because over the years, um, there's this funny thing they like to do with Spider-Man where they try to put him in the exact same situation over and over because mm -hmm. his villains think it's funny. Like, literally, his villains think it's funny to try to make him relive snapping his girlfriend's neck so 
So over and over, like whether it's um, Mysterio or Green Goblin again, they're like, hey, try to save this girl. Mary Jane's almost had her neck snapped. He literally has like PTSD flashbacks about it several times, thinking he's going to do it again. And it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, this is like a part of a core part of this character at this point. Like they had to write it away at some point. At some point, Gwen Stacy wasn't Spider-Man's girlfriend. Gwen Stacy was a whole other character. They pushed her to the other side of the universe because of this. So there's that example. Um, I have another one as well. Um, another really popular series, um, The Boys. Um, so the whole conceit of that show, right, is that the superheroes are assholes who work for the government and they're corrupt and they abuse their power, right? It's the whole conceit of the show. But the main character, if you haven't ever watched it, there's a main character. The whole reason it's called The Boys, it's not called that because of the superhero group. It's called because of the resistance group. He's like trying to kill all the superheroes, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason that they're even founded is because the main character has his girlfriend turned into like a red mist in front of him by one of the superheroes. I think the fastest guy, he's like the flash basically sprints through her so fast. She like explodes. Um, and Sorry, that's like, it is, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was impressive to watch. Like watching it in the show was like, Oh no, shit. Like, like it is like, oh, like it's genuinely gruesome. like what the fuck. And, and that's the thing, right? Like that's another, that's another thing about the show. It is like gruesome. It's gory. Right. I, I think, the main one of the main antagonists is going to be in Mortal Kombat later, right? Like so, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, this is the one with Homelander, right? <laughs> yes, Homelander. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Ho Homelander. Just to make sure I yeah. had the right series. So, the thing is, though, is that it's not just Huey because Huey's the guy whose girlfriend dies because you know the superheroes had were being negligent. He doesn't get anything out of it. The government protects them. He gets no sort of like justice for her, or her family, or anything. So that's why he goes into it, right? Yeah. So, it's hinged on. A woman's death but then it kind of gets a little more annoying because the people he partners up with you start turning you start learning that they have very similar situations um oh, that either okay. also involve a woman or involve like a woman in a very like almost like uh tangentially related way right like one guy is oh, like okay. his family and the other guy it is his wife who is like i think sexually assaulted by one of the guys in the group right oh. and it, it, it yeah it's this whole thing right and i think it's really interesting because i see the show get a lot of praise and i like the show right like i, I haven't watched past season one because i just haven't gotten back around to it but it's got three seasons now i like the show for what it is but i see it say it that like it's subverted a lot of tropes right which is funny because if you've read the original comic the original comic shit it's literally all shock value like that's that's basically all it goes for i think the tv writers actually did a much better job but mm -hmm. with the source material, but like people say it's like, oh, it's so different from other cape shit. Right. And it's not that much oh, different from other cape silly. shit. Right? And that's I'm like, silly it's it, like, it, it isn't right. Cause the thing is that it still falls on. A, the thing is that, yes, it, it flips it in the fact that like the capes are like the civilians now, like the villains are the cape or the capes. Duh. Like that's part of subverted. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the motivations for the characters, they got the same motivations as fucking Spider-Man. Like it's, it's yeah. the same thing. It's, I was wronged by a villain. I have to get revenge. Um, and this brings me to another point. So there's some stuff that isn't fridging that people like to call fridging. I had to close an article yesterday when I was researching this because I got so pissed. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> there is a, there's one example that comes up a lot and I have to tell people this is not what this is. Um, Batman's parents dying. So people who don't know, that's um, not, that's not okay. fridging. So, so people that's who don't fridging. know Batman, his whole origin story is he was out at the movie theater with his parents, walked to alley, parents got popped. There's a lot of different variances on it. Some of, some of the variants say that, you know, 
it was Joker that did it, or you know, it was this or that, etc. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. It doesn't matter. His whole origin story of the fight crime was that his parents were murdered. If you look into a lot of forum discussions and some like full length articles, a lot of people will say that this is fridging. So like, therefore, fridging isn't always sexist. Um, the thing about this is his parents were never actually characters. Um, and they weren't characters that had their agency taken away. Right. If anything, they were characters Mm -hmm. that got very fleshed out later on. At one point, Batman's dad even becomes fucking Batman in an alternate universe. Right. And all the flashpoint stuff. Like in in the, yeah, I think in flashpoint, his mom is the Joker and his dad is, his dad was the, like, basically instead of his parents dying, he got killed. His mom turned into the Joker. His dad turned into Batman. Like, there's this, this whole other... Yeah, that's Flashpoint I've Batman. I've never heard that's of a, that. Okay, interesting. If you never looked into Flashpoint, there's some good... It's it's pretty recent. It was I think it was, like, 2010s. It's a really okay. cool plotline, but it's I'm also got some fucky honestly. stuff in there. I'm kind of intrigued, I might check that out. Yeah, there's there's several animated movies, too, that do a pretty good job of kind of... It's a, it's a Flash storyline, but it's... Honestly, Flash kind of carries DC sometimes. That was mm-hmm. one of those times. But, um... You know, that's the thing, right? Like, that isn't fridging. Like, back to our original point. That's not the same thing. This is not, you know, a character that was being built up as their own character and was used to push just a male forward, right? Because a lot of people will Mm -hmm. say a lot of different things are fridging when it comes to just character deaths. Character deaths in general are not fridging. I think, Mm -hmm. personally, like, it is limited to women. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like a, you know, well, they did it to a man for a woman kind of thing. I don't think it's one of the things you can like flip around like that. Right. Because there's so many classical examples of legacy media doing this. And I feel like that kind of like explains why these tropes are still carried through. Like, you know, Spider-Man was created in the fucking eighties and you know, it was a bunch of fucking white dudes smoking cigarettes. Drawn panel by panel, Cigarettes going. Is generous. <laughs> yeah. They were probably smoking some else. Fucking real. Um. So yeah, no, literally. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I see a lot of modern commentary about it being like, well, it's just it is like they still agree. They're like, it's a lazy trope. They're like, I don't like it when a mm-hmm. character is killed to move something forward. But I feel like we've kind of lost the plot of people being like, well, it's not sexist. I mean, it happens to a lot of different characters, and it's like, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree because like, you know, there's um there's all kinds of popular stuff that we kind of take for granted, like characters just get totally fridged. Like uh we were talking about Zelda. Like Zelda, yeah. um, in a lot of entries, she's fridged. Like she the whole thing is you gotta go find the princess. Mm-hmm. That's your whole motivation. She got she got grabbed. Um, if we want to be even more redundant, we can uh we can do Mario, right? Even Mario's like that. It's not like that anymore. They they took hell, Peach is one of the people helping now, so it doesn't they're not even really doing that as much. I'm right? so excited for her game. Actually. Yes. Sorry. Briefly. No, I am too. I'm we so can... excited for her game. <laughs> I pre-ordered so it and everything. I like. I like. I really am excited it, for so. it. <laughs> I'm like genuinely fucking stoked about it. I was like, oh my god, they're finally giving us another Peach game. Fuck yes. See, um, I hope. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Things being subverted. No, I'm just kidding. But, oh my god. But <laughs> but yeah, like like I don't know. It's. It's one of those things where it's like, this is obviously a gendered issue. It's not just character being killed off. So, no, I like, mm-hmm. example, uh, the Green Lantern. Yes, that is fridging. His girlfriend was killed, who had no other purpose in the universe, was killed mm-hmm. to move forward his plot. Batman's parents, no. There was not a Batman comic four years leading up with his single mother raising him, and then she dies, and then he becomes Batman or yeah. something. That's not that's not what happened, right? It was... Yeah. It, it was... I feel like that's just a completely different thing. It's not gendered. I feel like it's it's different when right. it's gendered. Does that make sense? 
I think it does. And this actually kind of ties into something I wanted to talk about because I was wondering like how far we could stretch the term fridging because I think a lot of, and I was actually reminded yesterday when I was reading an article um, and it brought up the Bechdel test. Yes. Um, yes. And I, it is really funny to me how that's used as a, like serious metric now because mm -hmm. it was never intended to be serious. It was a joke. It was, it was initially it was a, joke. a joke written by Alison Bechdel in one of her comics, uh, Dykes to Look Out For. You should already Dykes to Look Out For. It's a very good Weird series. how I can never find the name of the comic whenever people talk about this. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'll say reason. I'm allowed. <laughs> you can um, say that word. I can't say <laughs> I'll give you the D word permission. Um, but um, yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. I think I have had, sorry, sidebar. I've had this conversation with Sash many, many times, but I think in certain situations with stuff like LGBT slurs, especially, if it is in the title of something and you censor it, that's stupid. Um, and that's kind of censoring the work because it was intended to be a radical work. Yeah. And I like, feel like, I feel like Laura you're being Jane, kind of redundant at that point. That's kind of Yeah. Dumb. Because yeah. like Laura Jane Grace's autobiography is called Tranny. And like, if you censor it, it's, you can't even say the name of the fucking yeah. autobiography. And that's kind of like, it's intended to be incendiary. It's fucking Laura Jane Grace. She's that, yeah. <laughs> you know, the lead singer of against me. Like that's yeah. the whole point. Um, I need to finish that. It was very interesting. <laughs> um, but anyways, but like, so, brief sidebar. Anyways, uh, Dice to Look Out For is really good. But uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can kind of use it, but it's a very like bare minimum metric of like, this is kind of sexist or unfeminist. Like, I don't think yeah. like... Because, like, you can have two women talking about things that aren't a man now, but it can still be really sexist. Like, it can still be them, like, arguing with each other and being, like, two bitchy females at each other or whatever the fuck. And that's also a form of, like, really weird yeah. anti-feminism. So, you know, like, there's all these things where it's like, this isn't really the be-all, end-all. It's just, like, something to consider as you're going forth. And even then, like with that, I think it's very unserious too. So I'm whenever someone's yeah. like, this movie doesn't pass. I'm like, I don't care. I'm Did you know that Oppenheimer doesn't it. pass the Bechdel test? I, oh my I can't God. No, And that, that was the last time I actually saw it come up. Um, is some people, oh have to tell, people have to tell people like, you know, that that was like a joke, right? Like yeah, that's not actually how you're supposed so... to, there's a, there's a whole podcast called the Bechdel test where that's their point too. Like they, they talk about, okay, does a woman, like they literally in the first five minutes go, okay, does a man, does a woman talk to a woman? Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Let's talk. Then they go, okay, let's talk about the actual yeah. movie now. <laughs> like well, the it's not test is two women talking and it's not about a man. Yes. And it's that's not about the initial a man. Te yeah, test. exactly. That's, that's the initial test right and like part of the podcast whole thing is that like sometimes it doesn't matter like so the movie still can be sexist bullshit yeah even exactly if two women talk to each other about not a man right or, or like it's sometimes it's like what are we even talking about like this is like a movie about you know like i said oppenheimer i did see that like people be like there's not enough women in the movie um it's like yeah it's because we're talking about the the dude who made a fucking bomb do we really need to so why are we fucking worried about <laughs> why are Oppenheimer we talking about feminist or not <laughs> Are the drones flown by women? Yeah. Are they no. piloted by women? Who's bombing you know, us? The, 
Yeah, literally, that's how it feels. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys yeah. talking about? But um, my initial point, I got very sidetracked because I no think problem. the special test thing is very funny. Um, but like, I, because I was reading a lot of stuff, and they were like, oh, it's just like when a character it's like dies and it's relevant to the main character and i'm like okay so like entertaining this line of thought right like yeah what stuff can i think of that applies in that sense and i was like okay well like there's the dead mom trope in animes a lot right yeah always like right and i'm like okay if a mom dies off screen and it's like at the beginning and you don't know her kind of whatever but i was thinking about um a very recent shoujo that came out called sugar apple fairy tale mm-hmm. um which is a stupid title <laughs> whatever it's a shoujo i, I didn't um, even blink <laughs> I, I noticed you didn't i was like i just felt kind of silly saying it um, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um but i i watched the first episode recently and it's not good don't watch it it's a very bad <laughs> I don't recommend Thank it. you. Um, you're welcome. Uh, but her whole thing is, like, her mom used to be, like, this, like, famous... She she works with candy, basically. Like, she works with sugar okay. and creates these, like, sculptures and stuff, and it has to do with fairies or whatever the fuck. It's I don't cute. care. Um, yeah. Her mom is a very big motivator for her because she also wants to be that, and she also wants to, like, emulate her mother's ideals and kind of bring that into her art. Um, we meet the mother at the beginning. There's like a whole scene with them. But then the next immediate next scene, uh, after those first like three to five minutes, the mom's dead and it's her going out on her own to do her own thing, you know? And like initially when I like first started researching this, I was like, I feel like this could be like a soft fridging in a way because it's like her entire motivation because she never shuts the fuck up about it. Like, she's mm. always like, my mom would have done this. What would my mom right, do? Right, right. I want to do be like my mom. And I'm like, that's great, girl. What the fuck? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't care um, in this instance. But, like, I was like, maybe there's, like, it's not fridging necessarily because after reading more into it, I'm like, I feel like there has to be a degree of violence to it. Like, there has to be a degree of, like, dis- like you're being disempowered you know you're yeah you're having things taken away from you and that doesn't yes. happen when anime moms just die a lot of the time not all the time um i'll also talk about another example later where i do think the dead anime mom thing is an example of fridging yeah um yes no yeah like, I, I think i know yeah, what you're gonna talk about but yeah you do yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like because i was reading these lists and it's like oh here's all these like dead mom anime and i as the more i was thinking about it the more i was like i don't know if i hypothetically consider this fridging but also like i think if you really stretch the term you could also apply it to that because like the whole thing with like fruits basket and stuff too is like her mom is dead and that's the whole reason she's like out in the world getting fucked over basically right right yeah and so like that's also kind of a thing but her mom isn't fridged it's just her suffering as a consequence of her mom dying you know so it's like yeah yeah it's interesting how people apply it i think to the point where I even, even though I know the, like, origin, I was like, well, maybe, like, you could apply it to this. And then the more yeah. I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't think you can, actually. Like, I think you can if, like, it is an instance of the mom being, like, brutally killed in front of them. Um, like, hell, I think Guts's mom, in a way, almost 
that—that's like that's you could almost, say that's a Batman thing. That's but more also of a Batman. Like, she's literally yeah. hanged. Like, yeah. it's, she, it's she's kind of, dead. First panel we see her, she's fucking dead. Yeah, hanged like you don't with know a baby her. falling out of her. We don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, yeah, a, you don't a, know that. Bit. And that's the thing. I was thinking about that, right? And and that's yeah. my thing. I feel like you hit the nail on the head. I feel like in reading a lot of this stuff, I just kind of have this in the background. Um, women in refrigerators page, but kind of like no, scanning through some stuff. I feel like part of it is that you're absolutely right it has to involve trauma or like violence of some sort yeah trauma is a good word for it it has to be traumatizing yes it has to be traumatizing and because i don't think that because then then you could say like anything is fridging i also think that part of it has to be that after a while they are overcome or like the people the Mm -hmm. people who are affected by it that's not their main motivator anymore because i feel like the thing about batman is like i think he's moved like like I, I don't think yeah. that he's like that's like still his main motivation right or like the the series you just talked about that seems to be like the crux of that shit it's not yes. just like she's gonna move past her mom dying and then she, that's but she's never gonna talk no. about her mom i again. mean she might like, so she could fuck the fairy guy i don't know maybe she'll get over it right and, and yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm not watching that shit but I, I i think that that's like a huge part of it is like i feel like at one point it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore right or but but like more to your point it has to do with the trauma aspect it's not just this person died because like you said the guts thing that is terrible too her mom was hanged and he fell out of her but like we don't like that okay he was literally born like we can't do it like that's 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 not frigging he he doesn't even have like an impression of it you know he doesn't know his mom he doesn't even think about her because he he doesn't he's not connected to her at all so that's that's definitely not frigging so arguably um Oh, what's his fuck? Uh, old man foster dad's like girl dying is sort of a fridging event. Yes, kind of. It's kind um, of a fridging event because she she really, was one of the only people nice to him almost. Yeah, but... and then she dies, but she like, and it's but she dies of like an illness. Like it's not her necessarily being like fully traumatized. So I don't really consider that. And like the more I looked into it, the more I was like, I do feel like there has to be a degree of trauma to it. I think uh, talking about overcoming it is really interesting too because like yeah, it it kind of makes it worse in a way because it's like. This was, like, important, but it wasn't important enough to constantly be a driving motivation, you know? It's like, oh. they got over... It's just something for the guy to get over, Yes, you know? we have a great example of that, because people tried to improve on what happened in it. Um, it's Batman, oh, uh, The Killing Joke, which is lauded as one of the greatest, quote-unquote, greatest comic book... Uh, <laughs> adaptations ever i don't think so i remember my brother even telling me to read this my brother's a huge batman fan just for anybody knowing even he doesn't think this is one of the best ones he has a i think the long halloween is his favorite (laughs) yeah killing joke in my opinion the only thing i liked about it was the art um for people who don't know the big thing that happens in the killing joke spoilers by the way sorry this is this is a really old comic storyline that's been adapted several times but um the joker kidnaps barbara gordon who is uh Oh my God! What's the motherfucker's name? Officer Gordon's, uh, Commissioner Gordon's yep. daughter, right? Who, as we know now, is Batgirl, Batwoman. Is it Batwoman or Batgirl? Batgirl. Batgirl. Batwoman Batgirl. is. Uh, oh my God! What is her name? Red There's Red. like a few. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Cassandra Kane is is Batwoman, but right? Cassandra Kane is Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh my God! That's another Batgirl. Okay. So anyway, Barbara was Batgirl. Um, and in this in this comic, basically, what happens is, is that joker kidnaps her um strips her naked and paralyzes her and shows the entire thing to commissioner gordon and is trying to 
It's basically oh. used to traumatize Batman. It's and Kate Kane. Sorry. Kate Kane. There you go. So. <laughs> Very different. So Sorry, super continue. different. Um, so this entire thing is used to like shock Batman, right? And at the end of it, you know, Batman has kind of like a quarrel of like whether he should murder the Joker or not. Like, a, mm-hmm. like that's basically at the end of it. He thinks like he should. whether or not he should kill him. The whole thing is that like, Batman, you should be killing the Joker every fucking chance. you. Anyway, um, kill the Joker. So that to me is the perfect example of fridging because here's the thing, right? After this is quote unquote resolved, what are we left with? Um, Barbara Gordon is paralyzed and she becomes the Oracle. And that becomes her whole fucking character. Like, she's not Batgirl anymore. She is Oracle. There's some weird stuff they did later. I think in New 52, they unparalyzed her (laughs) at one point, which was interesting. That's that's a whole other issue. That's a different kind of weird. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. We'll talk about that another time. We can talk. I I actually think with Berserk, we should do an episode about that too. But Yes, um, I agree. Because I have a lot of thoughts on that <laughs> we talked about that a lot in co- that happened when we were in college and we talked about that because i remember yes, being like did. what the fuck anyway no so yeah that was crazy so we'll this is a time. to me though the killing joke is a perfect example of that because in current storylines that doesn't matter anymore like batman gets over that batman has like a freak out about it you know commissioner gordon's fucked over by it barbara obviously is the one most affected by it but it's mostly meant for batman right to be like, wow, the Joker went really fucking far this time. Should I should I fucking end it this time? And I feel like what kind of hurts about it is that after a while, that that's not even like that's not even a motivator for Batman anymore. It doesn't matter. It's just, well, she's disabled. We moved on, and that character's gone forever. So I feel like that's kind of what's a big factor in it is that that main character does eventually get over it. Like Gwen Stacy still affects Spider-Man, right? But he doesn't mm-hmm. talk about it super often. It also depends which, which version of Spider-Man you get, right? Like, some yeah. versions, they don't even have her in the universe at all, because in interviews yeah. with some some writers, you can tell, did not like that part about Spider-Man. They were like, I don't want to do so that. So they don't talk about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, because in the new Spider-Verse, especially, um, because you're seeing so many different iterations of Spider-Man, you still see, like, ghosts of the Gwen Stacy thing happening like in every single one like it's considered like it's the, ca- it's the kind canon of a pl- event it's thing, a plot right? point yeah because yeah. it's a canon event like I haven't watched someone, it but I know that part <laughs> yeah someone and they kind of adapted a little bit where it's like someone important in Spider-Man's life has to die at some point he has to make a choice between saving people and being unselfish and saving the person that he cares about and you can't fuck with that. And that's like the whole like crux of the movie, right? Right. Um and it's, you know, like with Miles and a lot of stuff, it's his dad, I believe. Um yeah. or his uncle. Like it depends on what iteration. But you know, for him it's like a father figure, basically. And then for and you know, for Spider Man it is that too sometimes because the Uncle Ben thing is also a canon event um, yeah. for, like, every Spider-Man. Like, it's either Uncle Ben or Aunt May and whatever iteration they are in that world. And I think it's interesting to kind of interpret it that way because it's, like, not inherently fridging then because 
it's not inherently like Gwen all the time, right? Like it's not yeah. always Spider-Man's yeah. girlfriend. It could be also another family member. It could be a dad. It could be like a sibling. It could be a aunt and uncle. Like right. it's like broadening the term to the point where it's kind of like subverting it just enough to not qualify it as fridging, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like Spider-Man, they have they have fucked with that a lot within Spider-Man mm-hmm. lore. Like they they have changed that a lot. Um, and that, and then, you know, a lot of people, when they think about Spider-Man fridging, that's probably the first thing they think of is Uncle Ben and, um, Aunt May is because that, that is like his driving force is mm-hmm. the, you know, with great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Especially if you like, you know, the original 2000s movies or whatever. Right. But I, I also think that that's also what kind of sets it apart from like the Gwen Stacy thing is that that was almost mm-hmm. inconsequential compared to yeah, Aunt, ben, no. uh, Aunt May or Uncle Ben dying, right? I feel like that's, like, the biggest yeah. part of it, too. Yeah. Like, Uncle Ben's death affects Spider-Man for the rest of his life. Like, he always keeps his words in mind. He always bears that responsibility, and he always takes it very seriously because it was imparted to him in such a serious way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, a, mis- it's was... a mistake he made or a hard choice yeah. he had to make. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a big core part of his character. And that's kind of like the Batman thing, too, where, like, it is a core part of his character always. Like, he does kind of get over his parents dying, but it's still a core part of yeah. him and why yeah. he was motivated to do this. Because he doesn't think that kids should have to go through that to an extent. You know, like, it's not always, like, framed that way, but that's kind of, like, a kernel in there. Um, I don't know. It's just really interesting seeing it adapted as like we go through so many like universes you know because it's like oh here's this run where this happens here's this run where this happens but there's always things where it's like this is spider-man um i had a really interesting conversation with some friends recently because um (laughs) this is gonna sound stupid but i will explain why it's relevant oh good um uh so recently pokemon did a collab with like Miku and they did like a bunch of like Miku as yeah, like, Pokemon type trainers, which is that. really fun project. Yeah. And there's been a lot of really cool stuff to come out of it. It's still ongoing. There's music. It's very fun. I like it a lot. Um, but for like a month or so, like a month or two, they were releasing like all these different like Pokemon trainer type Mikus, and it was really interesting presenting them to my friends who don't know much about Miku. They're like these two guys I met through Guilty Gear. Um, (laughs) and who didn't really care about Vocaloid prior. I've gotten one of them into it since then, which is very funny to me. Um, cause he's like a metalhead (laughs) and I'm like, that's great South. I love that for you. Um, but he like, we would talk a lot about like, is this Miku or not? Because there's some of them that don't really feel like Miku. And the thing is like. They mm, are okay. all Miku because Miku can be anything you want her to be, technically. That's yeah, kind that's of, like, kind the of whole the point of thing, Miku. Yeah. But also there's, like, certain visual aspects that make your brain be like, this is Miku, this isn't as Miku-y to me. I think it's a cool design, but it's not... Is it- does that have to do with, like, the colors and the hair Miku. or anything? Yeah, or, like, 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 what is it specifically? It's usually, like, the twin tails and having uh, some aspect of blue going on got it okay like that's kind okay. of like the two main things and the thing is like there's been other characterizations of miku even within like the project diva games because they're based off certain music videos where she doesn't look like that and people always point to that and they're like well these aren't these don't look like miku and i'm like but those are like you know like those aren't miku to me they're characters miku is playing a lot yeah of yeah you know so i think there's that aspect of miku too um 
but like sometimes you'll see a design that doesn't read as Miku. And I think that's really interesting what people kind of like take and they're like, this is Miku to me, but this isn't. I'm like, okay, what like makes this Miku to you? What doesn't make this Miku to you? It was just a very interesting like yeah. thought experiment. But I kind of feel like that was superhero comics as well, because like you'll have these stories that are always inherent to certain superhero characters. And it's like, would they really be Spider-Man if they didn't have these like plot beats? Would yeah. it really be Batman if it didn't have like this core like canon event or whatever the fuck, you know? Like you yeah. have to kind of question what makes Batman Batman, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And it's fun to explore that. But sometimes I've also read stuff and I'm like, this isn't a Spider-Man I like. This doesn't feel like Spider-Man to me. Yeah. Or this doesn't feel like Batman to me. This isn't a Batman that I like. And so I think it's really interesting to like kind of compare and contrast all of that. Yeah. And see like what how far you can push something and how far you can like take something from its like original source with it still being spider-man and One i think miles things, yeah. is a good example of this because of how weird people were about miles because he's not peter yeah he's, he's not distinctly not he's peter. not peter but like and that's the thing that's been weird about reading miles from the beginning right is like he's not peter mm -hmm. but the writers have always tried to give him story beats that are similar to peter because that's yeah. part of being spider-man like he has yeah. he has to like pick his battles he has to balance the responsibility of like like mm -hmm. even in the game right he's trying to get into fucking college and he can't write his essay because you know fucking craven's fucking shit up right <laughs> like yeah. there's there's like, like i got bigger fish to fry over yeah here. or can't write my fucking essay to an even bigger point this shouldn't be like a big spoiler but like he's really focused on trying to find dr lee he's trying to like mm -hmm. balance that with like, like how important is that compared to saving everybody and trying to get into college is like yeah. the revenge he wants right like there, there's like like that is that like that right there. I haven't even resolved that storyline, but I was like, that is so good because that is it's very good. That is a Spider-Man storyline. Is like he has conflict. There's another thing like the the black suit stuff they do in the game is really good. We can talk about that later. But like the whole thing is that like he has very similar like he has very similar journeys to Peter, but they're not the same. And that's what is cool yeah. about having him and Peter exist at the same time. And that's why it's Spider-Man is a good comic. That's why both of them existing in the same. That's why they brought Miles into the original yeah. universe in the comics is because he gives them advice, but he also struggles with the same things. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a cool dynamic yeah. to have. And I love yeah. seeing that in the games, especially because like, I don't know, like it's really, I really like that whole progression in the second game. Um, yeah. I won't spoil stuff because I know you're not as far I'm but like almost done but yeah yeah okay cool yeah i i really like a lot of i didn't like some aspects of the game but i really liked a lot of it um yeah and like i really feel like um i don't know it's just very interesting how like you know miles is still distinctively spider-man but he's also distinctively his own character he's so you own, don't have yeah. to do the same beats all the time because yeah. he's not peter so you can do spider-man without doing peter and I think that's yes. really interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of how the Robins work too. You know, like each Robin is like a different person. And so Damien yes. is going to be different from Dick. Dick is going to be different from Cassandra. Cassandra is going to be wildly different from Cass. Like there are all these very yes. different like Robins. Was Cassandra? S speak was, I, think I don't think Cassandra been... was Robin. Yeah, I, I don't remember. There was, there was Robin. Yes. At yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah, see, sorry. see, speaking of Robins, though, that is another character that could arguably talked about be talked about when it comes to being fridged, right? 
Um, yeah. If if people for people who don't know, the original Robin, uh, Jason Todd, was no the second Robin, Jason Todd, was oh, murdered um, <laughs> after after uh, readers called in to tell Mar- to tell DC please kill this dumb fucker because they put a number in a comic book that said call in to tell us if you want him to live or not, and he ended up getting beat to death by. Uh, the Joker with a crowbar. Um, very iconic imagery if you know anything about Batman or whatever. Yeah. And then blown up. Like he, he like the Joker beats him to death and then blows the building up. And then <sighs> uh, Batman finds his body, right? Jason Todd since then, now this is why I don't think it's fridging, right? Jason Todd since yeah. then has been reimagined as a completely different character. He's an anti-hero. He shoots people. <laughs> he's, he's the Red Hood, Hood, right? Yeah, he's the Red yeah, Hood. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So you know, I, I was thinking about that as we were talking. I was like, would Robin be considered fridging? And I'm like, well, no, because Robin develops from that. And like, yeah. at initially he was, because for a while we didn't see Jason Todd. He was mm-hmm. he was just dead. And it was to make Batman think about having Robins anymore. He didn't have a Robin for a while because he felt really yeah. guilty about that. Like, that was a big Batman thing, right? But at the same time, 20-something, 30-something years later, this character is completely different. He has... He's yeah. he's still a part of the Bat family, too. Like, he still yeah. is a part of that. So, I almost like... I'm like, no, that isn't fridging, but it, could it be considered for a certain time period? Sort of. A little bit. Yes. And that actually ties in with another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Going back... Synergy. To... Yes. No, we work so well together. It's great. Uh, going back to Women in Refrigerators, there was um, another person who had a response to um, Gail Simone's stuff. And a, it's more of a response to people's responses to Gail Simone's list. Um, and he's, at this point... I don't know what all he's done, but basically it looks like he was, like, a writer and editor for, like, pop culture stuff as a whole. Like, he wasn't specifically involved in comics at the time. Um, And he came up with another term called... Oh, hold on. I have it in my notes. Uh, uh, Dead man defrosting, which is, like... Because a lot of people were like, well... You say, like, there's all these women that have had these traumatizing things happen to them, but that just happens in comics. Like, that happens to all kinds of male supporting characters. That happens to male heroes. Like, all this shit happens to you as a superhero. That's kind of, like, a core part of being a superhero. But also, like, kind of downplaying the list itself. And so what Jeff is saying in his response in Dead Man Defrosting is he's talking about how... Let me see... Um, he's talking about how, like, it's, with women, it's to depower them, you know, it's to take away their agency. With men, it's something for them to overcome, which is something Cheval also talked about earlier that also ties into this, because it's like, hold on, what did he say? There was one part in specific I'm trying to find. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be able to find it. But he he was talking about, like, you know, when Batman had, like, his spine broken or when, like, yes. um, you know, Spider-Man has gone through these things or Superman has gone through, like, losing his powers, things like this, like, very traumatizing events to the superhero. But it's viewed as, like, a way to empower the character later on because they overcome it because they're you know man enough to overcome this thing and i think that's like 
a really important point. I'm trying to, am I, I'm like, am I reading the wrong thing? Um, <laughs> sorry. Cause there was like a few responses to it. Um, the fuck is Sorry. Oh, you could. Oh, no, it was written by someone else. That is why. Okay, sorry. It was written by John Bartol. Um, okay. And he was talking about... He quotes someone else, and he's saying, like, you can look like a, a lot of Bruce Wayne situations, but it's radically different from what happens to Barbara Gordon in so many ways, because Batman is given all of these chances to, like, redeem himself, to overcome, to, like, rebuild himself. Whereas Barbara really wasn't given that. And when no. she was given it, it wasn't originally intended to be that way. Barbara no. Gordon was originally written that way. So she would be written out of a story because the authors didn't like her at the time. Yes. It wasn't to empower her later on and to make her like a disability icon, which she kind of has become in comics, you know. And fans None mostly that did that more so than like the actual yes. writers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And now it's like emulated you know but he has like a list of like guys that stuff happens to so he's like you know superman he dies he comes back he inspires new heroes he changes powers he splits into two and then he gets his normal powers back but he also gets married so there's like all these good things that yeah happen to him, he gets like, all this good this, shit right? afterwards yeah and batman like his back is broken um he takes some time off and he heals and then he continues his crusade like yeah. he just has he gets some downtime. Um, awesome. Hal Jordan goes nuts, murders millions of people, tries to reboot creation, does the self-sacrificing thing like suicide to save the earth, and then Kyle picks it up after him. I know? love like, magic the and Green Madoka. Lantern thing. Yeah, I know, right? Like, great. <laughs> no. By the way, if that sounded intriguing, I do recommend reading Green Lantern. Those are some of the most nuts comics. <laughs> DC yeah, has it released. sounds fucking yeah. crazy. Green but... Lantern comics are insane. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then there's like Barry Allen, who is like the original Flash. He dies, but the mantle's still picked up. So it's also showing like these people die, but their mantle is picked up again. And a lot of times that does not happen with female characters. And if it does, it is only because there was so much backlash that they were like, fuck. We can't do that. Um, um another example, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. He died, but yeah. That's where Miles Morales came from. That's literally what, what Miles Morales is, was the follow-up to Ultimate Spider-Man dying. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, they always get a second chance some way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting take on it because he's like, you guys kind of have your panties in a twist about this. And like, I get it. But also, like, she has a point, And this yeah. is why she has a point. And it's just like... Yeah, he says, the fundamental difference I've seen in the is that the majority of male heroes, and especially our dead men defrosting, are introduced with the reader with a situation or condition they must overcome. Female heroes, too, go through this. We meet them at the beginning of their tale with something about them that will play a role in their formation as heroes. But later, those same women are altered again and then never allowed, as male heroes usually are, to return to their original heroic states. Yep. And that's like what is happening with Casca. Exactly. Because even at a point later on, like, she still doesn't get to be normal again, you know? Yeah. Like, that's this whole, yeah. like, quest is to make her normal again. But she never really gets to be normal again. And that's, like, 
very important to recognize. And like, I don't know, like with and when you talked about Barbara Gordon, she never gets to be bad girl again. Ever. No. She cannot be bad girl no, again. She can't. Um, she has to be Oracle. And I love her as Oracle. But I think it's really important to recognize, like I said before, that wasn't written with the that intent. That wasn't the <laughs> like intention. She, she wasn't going yeah. to be an Oracle originally. And if it I, was, it was just supposed to be like a sidebar. Exa- exactly. Right. Like it was supposed to be a, a, a small, a small thing. And, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's the big thing about Guts and Casca, right? Like Guts loses his arm in his eyeball right and he overcomes that like almost like almost like it's nothing right like that's the thing right like he does not have an entire limb he gets gifted basically a fucking robot arm almost right after he uses it um and on top of that like if you want to even talk about like his assault stuff because i mean if you guys remember like really early on guts is raped like he starts to overcome that with Casca. Like she helps him overcome some of that. We've talked like, about this too. Yes. Healing with sex. She got, sucks. To, yes, she, he used her to heal in that fashion too. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you almost want to have like, Oh, these characters are experiencing the same thing. No, they're not because Casca does not get the same thing. So I feel like that's the main thing about fridging is that it mm-hmm. is, it's to a woman it's traumatic and the road to recovery is non-existent for a lot of the times when somebody is fridged right like it's not really with the intention of that person getting better it's always this bad thing happened to this person boo fucking who and and i have like some really Mm -hmm. terrible examples um for very popular media as well um a a a comic slash tv show that love to do this they are the fridging experts. They fucking love to do the fridges. Um, they would argue that they did it with the men, too. I, I would think it's not. It's by a, the wonderful Robert Kirkman, uh, The Walking Dead. So wow. The Walking Dead... Um, <laughs> my history with The Walking Dead, by the way. I read it a lot in college. I got two omnibuses in, and then I stopped. It just... I honestly had to move on. It was really long. I stopped caring about a lot of things that are happening. Um, and a big thing about that, sh- about that series, um, is that characters die like, not like that, right? Like sometimes they can just be gone. And a lot of my favorite characters died. I didn't care anymore. So uh, what comes with that whole like fragile slash like, you know, anybody's expendable thing is a lot of women were raped in that fucking comic series. And I don't think what? people really know that because the show didn't, the show actually took a lot of the rape out. That's one thing I'll give the show. Mm-hmm. The show took all the rape out of that, show, out of that comic. Because um, I didn't Robert, know actually. So, so for people who don't, I've only seen the show. Yeah, you've only seen the show. The show is a pretty and, like, faithful. Bits of the show. It, it's a pretty faithful adaptation. There's some stuff they didn't do because I really think they don't think. I think that it was either writers being like, "I don't want to do this," or they knew they couldn't get away with it on TV, right? So, yeah. um, Michonne, probably who the latter, is, honestly. Yeah, the latter, right? So there's a thing where you know. They fridge characters, but they do this thing where they're like, oh, okay, well, the character gets out, so it's fine. But they do it a few times, right? Um, Rick's wife dies. Um, that was a huge moment in the TV show as well. But it was also just a thing for them to get past, right? She dies during childbirth. Um, another oh, very right. specific thing that happened to a woman, right? Um, that was a big thing in the TV show as well. It did, like, get the plot moving too again, which is really fucked up. And one that people don't talk about as much, I, don't, I think it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of Robert Kirkman's work kind of skates by on being brutal and people don't really think about like what's actually happening in the fucking comics. And this is like, yeah, and I like, I, I like some of, yes, it, it I would, 
I would say personally, a lot of his work is akin to that, right? People mm-hmm. overlook a lot of like the bad writing choices because they're so overtaken by the brutality of what's happening, right? Like like Invincible, right? I like Invincible. Like I like the show. That's he writes that too. It's based on a comic he wrote or whatever. Okay. But a lot of that stuff is based in just like violence, right? Invincible is mm-hmm. probably better written because it has some other stuff going for it, but. Uh, Walking Dead is egregious. So one of the bigger characters, Michonne, if if you've ever seen it, she's the black lady with all the dreadlocks and yep. sliced people up and stuff. There's a plot line they cut out um, and they didn't make it as brutal where the general, I think his name's the general. Ah, what the fuck was his name? The governor. The governor kidnaps her and like keeps her in a dungeon, like rapes her multiple times, right? And this happens like for like a good chunk of like a plot line, right? And the whole thing is to be like, wow, look how awful this guy is. And this is just another thing where it's like, this character was like basically OP before this. Like she was like right. super powerful. She was like killing zombies, locking them down with the swords and stuff. They got the upper hand on her. And then she's literally kept somewhere and raped for like multiple issues. And she eventually gets out, right? She eventually gets out. She takes his eyeball away. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But she deals with that for so long in the comic. And I think she eventually dies. I don't remember. I didn't, I don't know if I read much further than that. But that's another mm-hmm. thing, right? And that was a motivator for like a big part of the plot line was we have to go get Michonne because she's being, she's she's gone and we need her now. And the whole plot line is her having her agency taken away. And then on top of it, it's just like insult on top of injury. Um, I think this is another Kirkman comic, uh, Kick-Ass. Who wrote Kick-Ass? Who the fuck wrote Kick-Ass? What a, what a fucking comic. Um, no, it's not. It's actually Matthew Vaughn. Uh, who wrote the comic who's based on mark miller that motherfucker it's always mark miller um okay so mark miller's kick-ass um there's a plot line in the second one where um Mm. the second comic the movie actually did this differently it is a terrible adaptation but they actually took the rape out but at one point kick-ass's girlfriend is raped because he's they're trying to like destroy his life and the whole point is like we're going to do this to him to hurt him, right? The, the movie took mm-hmm. it out because I think literally the writers were like, we don't want to do that. And they did something slightly yeah. different and didn't have the girl assaulted. But it's another one of those things where it's like, okay, what else do you say about this besides that it's lazy? So, yeah. So I feel like that's the yeah. thing, right? There's a lot of popular pieces of media where like, I feel like the shock almost highlights the fact, almost kind of like scoots away the fact that like, that's just bad writing. Like you're just hurting yeah. women to move a plot forward. And like, yeah. You can say it's like, you know, tongue in, not tongue in cheek, but like meta or like, oh, we know that that's what it's doing. And we're saying that they're like, mm-hmm. they're the bad guys for doing it. You're the writer. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's your choice to do this to your female characters. Right. And I remember that really turned me off of The Walking Dead because like it kind of happened out of nowhere. It was literally just right. like, okay, this character's captured. And now she's getting raped all the time and you have to like watch it. And it's like, okay, well, thanks walking dead. I Don't appreciate that. And like, they took it out of the, they took it out of the TV show. I think she still gets like captured, but they took that part out of it. But even then she like breaks, like they changed that character Michonne so much in the TV show for the better because of shit yeah. that happened in the comic. So I don't know. I feel like that's the thing is a lot of people like to be like, well, this is like, like I said earlier, like this is a legacy media thing these those two pieces of media are not that old um kick-ass is from the 2000s the walking dead is from the 2000s these are not very old pieces of media pulling these shitty tricks right right yeah so those are like the most egregious examples i can think of of recent memory from like very recent pieces of media right yeah i've been trying to think if there's any like recent things um but honestly like if i hear about any of that i'm just kind of like okay i don't feel like 
watching Engaging. That, yeah. putting that, <laughs> putting my time into that for the most part. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I, I really think also, like, because I was thinking about Batwoman since we brought her up earlier. Because um, she, like, arguably in, like, one of her big, I think it's her initial, like, run uh, as Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. she has like a whole thing with like the villain who is also her sister i believe if i remember yeah, correctly yeah i remember that um yeah. i've talked about this comic before it's very beautiful it's very poignant um but arguably i feel like you could call some of that fridging but i really feel like fridging has to be the violence is being done to a woman the trauma is being done to a woman and it is a man who is getting like this motivation or getting this like redemptive arc because of it and if i remember correctly this is also why i didn't want to play lisa because i think it has a very similar vibe to it like i don't think it's outright fridging if i remember correctly but i it's kind of you know anyways it's like towing that line yeah 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 yeah, it's still the bad thing to you yeah 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 it's just it's just not there but like i don't know um we've talked about gwen a lot um yes yeah i found out about kamala recently which was very frustrating yes so yeah uh, um (laughs) so spoiler alert y'all uh, Kamala Khan died recently um, in the yeah. mainline uh, comics, and pisses me off. it was it was and and you know the writers right now. I'm not. I haven't gotten to this point. Right, I've been trying to catch up to it, but like, mm-hmm. there's no there's no way to avoid it, right? And for people who don't know, Kamala Khan's less than like like her comic run is less than ten years old. If I'm or like yeah, maybe she just started over after ten years I old. I was in college. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think, picked her up at fucking Hastings. Um, that doesn't even exist like anymore. Like the first run. <laughs> yeah, no, I picked her. Yeah. I know, but like it wasn't that long ago. It was no, like 20, it wasn't. It was 2013, 14, 2014. 15? Yeah, it was I 2014. Say, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because it was after I had stopped. It might have been 2015. I don't know. It was 2014, 2015. I think. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, anyways, I I was really disappointed to hear that just because, like, she was really important to a lot of people. Yes. But also, it's just really bearing in tradition with comic writing where they're like, I don't want to write this woman anymore. I'm done now. And it's like, okay. And better, and better <laughs> well, yet, why? they made... They made Spider-Man a fucking weirdo because they made this affect no. him for some reason, even though he oh. he's not like entirely connected to Kamala Khan. So okay. a lot of fans that, that were confused. Weird. They were like, "Why the fuck is he crying over this?" Yeah, why They're like, "This he is give weird." A fucking shit. That yeah. is weird. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was fridged in my opinion. So <laughs> yeah, no, opinion. that's a fridging to me. Um, yeah. One Cheval hasn't talked about that. I think about it a lot because. Um, I used to read more of it, but I used to read a lot of Daredevil. Electra yes. shit sucks ass. Um, Ugh, yeah, I won't get too into it. I just yeah. fucking hate it. Um, because even in like the shitty movie, like she gets fridged. Like it's just, and that wasn't even like very faithful to the comics at all. That was not a no. good movie. But they um, they had to make sure they did that though, right? Yeah, they had to do that. They had to have Kingpin, and they had to do that. I remember liking Kingpin in it. Um. Yeah, that's one of the few things. That was I one of the only really good things about, about it. The movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> that dark ass movie. I remember that movie just being really fucking. Dark. Oh my god, it's so dark. <laughs> I remember they wanted you to have the full experience. 
<laughs> that was yeah, that was a big joke back then. This was like see the movie as Daredevil. Yeah, it's oh my it's, god, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I remember liking it a lot when I was younger, and then I rewatched it when I was older, and I was like, "This is garbage. It's bad. This is it's pretty really bad. bad. It's a yeah. bad movie." Um, but yeah, Electra is always one that comes to mind. Um, I wanted to talk about another anime example yes. too, um, because we've talked about we've talked about a couple things now where we're like, it is fridging, but I kind of get like the plot progression still, and like why it happened like it kind of feels like purposeful at least to a mm-hmm. degree even if it did happen it to me a big one that people don't really talk about much like she gets filed under the like the anime dead mom thing but i don't think a lot of i think a lot of people would really hesitate to call it fridging is um edward and al's mom and full metal alchemist yeah. um because she dies right she's sick and she dies and that's just like a normal tragic death but then she's reanimated as a homunculus by her two sons and you know they experienced some very traumatizing events based off of that you know obviously that defines a lot of the rest of the story but also like she comes back as that you know and i feel like that's probably (laughs) pretty high up there on the trauma meter you know like i feel like that's uh I feel like that'll really do you in. So for me, that one is like, because she can never, like, she's not even like, her body isn't the same anymore. Yeah, because she's sloth, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I think so, yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, it depends which version you're reading. Sorry, continue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Or watching, rather. She is. Yeah, it depends. But, um, you know, she comes back as a homunculus, and that's like a big thing. And I think it's just like... I think a lot of people don't want to call that fridging because, like, I think sometimes people feel like it blames, like, the protagonists or the writers. And, like, I don't think the author of Full Metal Alchemist is a bad author. I think she's written a lot of very good no, things. Yeah. I really like Full Metal Alchemist, too. Yeah, I, I really like series. I still like it, yeah. 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 So I think some people overhype it sometimes, but I do think it's a very, very good series still, and it is worth watching. Um, but, like, that is, like... Edward, especially his motivation for most of the series, honestly, mm-hmm. like he does not let that go. It is always a part of him and he does grow past it to an extent. Um, but mainly that's to like look after Al and like to figure out what yeah. the fuck is going on in the capital because there's yeah. shit happening all yeah. over the place there. So I can't really focus on it anymore. It's, just, it's less of a like I got over it and more of a like. Other shit's happening. To process my trauma because shit is happening. Um, Yeah, but I think I think that's like an example of like, for lack of a better term, like oh, like decent fridging. Like it's not, it's not like oh my god, my girlfriend's in a freezer in this like horrifying panel. Honestly, like anytime I see a shoe, I'm just like "Ah, yeah, it's because she. It's like so. It's so like explicit. It's like she's. It's like you can tell she's like shoved into the fr- like. It's like yeah. gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's gruesome and it's also like dehumanizing. And I think because the homunculus thing is so like literally dehumanizing that it kind of puts enough of a spin on it to feel like a coherent plot point and not just like a here's your trauma thing that'll influence the rest of your life. 
congratulations See, you bring up a so. good point too because i feel like that's the thing people don't under people don't consider it from her perspective right like 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 that is fu- like they brought her back to life yeah, with, as a mangled mutt like mess yeah like and that yes it traumatized like you said like yes it traumatizes them but that's still like they literally like like basically tampered with a corpse right like <laughs> Yeah, no, like, they, they tried to create human flesh and put their mother's soul into it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's so fucked up. I, kids, so it's like they didn't understand the repercussions of it at the time. Yeah, that and that's a, a whole other thing. Fucked yeah, up thing to do. It's still. I do agree. I do think that it is fridging too. I do. I do think it is. Um, I got confused because I was looking this up and I didn't realize that in the original anime that sloth takes on her form. I did not realize yeah. that. I forgot about Sloth that part. Does at one point. Yeah. I've watched um, that relatively recently. I've watched that in like the past two, three years. Right. Um, That's kind of fucked up. I need to finish up. Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So the Sloth was interesting. It's it's so weird. Um, that is a good that is a good example though. Um, yeah. Definitely that one. And there's so many different anime examples. Um, mm-hmm. Hell, JoJo JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There's too many oh to, my God. To, to even think of with that. <sighs> with that series um because that whole like a part of that series is just being fucking stupid and absurd so why not use one of the most absurd fucking tropes you can right um (laughs) why not have like every woman every woman dies uh or gets treated like shit until jojo until jojo lion that's fine i know (laughs) i mean even then bro like i'm just like people joke about iraqi being so misogynistic that he just loops around to being gay and i like (laughs) like it's not funny but it's fun like like it's like it's it's the truth i going off of some gay men i've met too i'm like i mean that's not too far off honestly y'all are real fucking weird about women Um, yeah not too far off sorry not to delve into something else oh no listen i don't think you're like off um and and kind of just i am correct i am aware (laughs) kind of to keep beating a dead horse um another like very clear example of fridging for anybody who like hasn't gotten the point yet um james bond um there's literally a trend of Mm -hmm. bond girls getting their fucking brains blown out or like destroyed by this trap to like motivate or like shock bond right and this happens not only in the original bond films but also the remakes um and literally the most current james bond movies this happens in right so um Mm -hmm. if you ever want to see an example of that just literally watch most of the james bond movies there's going to be a woman that dies partway through if not like in the first 30 40 minutes so um that's a perfect example of fridging because it's traumatic it's meant to affect the man and he overcomes it (laughs) What's up? I thought of a modern <laughs> example. I am very. Uh, let's see, let's uh, my hero fridges so many women. Oh, so many women in it. Yikes. Um, the two that come to mind currently that are recent things. If you don't want to be spoiled for my hero, don't listen to me for like the next five minutes, probably 10 minutes. Um, but uh, Mirako, who's the bunny girl. She literally becomes so obsessed with, like, defeating the villains that she just keeps running and going until all four of her limbs are worn down to bloody stumps. And she keeps going. And it's just, like, amputee fetish material. I am not kidding. Um, And it completely dehumanizes her That's not what happened that I expected to happen. Whoa, okay. Someone told me that, and I was like, you're joking, right? And they're like, no. And they showed me, and I was like, oh. Yeah. 
Oh that's yeah, that's bad. That looks really yeah, bad. It's it's crazy. Um, what the I, fuck? Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, there's also earlier on there's the stuff with the um, the cat girls that get like really traumatized after the camp event. Um, there's like a couple of them that like are not normal anymore after it. Oh great. Um, Toga. This is a very recent spoiler. Toga gets killed in a horrible way also. Um, she also does like a gay bait confession to Ochiko before she dies too. So there's <laughs> there's also that. I feel um, like every other time we talk about this stupid fucking anime, it almost <laughs> sounds fake. Like, uh, sorry, continue. Like that, what no, the no, fuck? No, you're good. It does sound fake, but like there's that too. And she was a main character for a while. She was also kind of only around after a bit to like, be like shit bait material with twice which was weird and my friend pointed this out my friend who like hate watches it still because they were like okay so like initially neither of them had like canonical ages like they were both kind of like mid-20s basically yeah but then because like horikoshi's a fucking pedophile he like explicitly made her 17 and made twice like 30 years old or something um which makes no fucking sense for their timelines but he did it anyways um overwatch moment by the way <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> it just there's there's a lot of stuff i i don't know there's just a lot of stuff that happens in it where because lady midnight dies too she's also fridged in it Bro. um yeah there's like several female heroines who are killed i don't know if mount lady's still around I can't remember. Mount Lady? I, honestly, I just, yeah. Mount Lady's yeah. when I started to clock out anyway, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked her, but I also get, like, why. I thought she was better in the manga than she was in the anime. I will say that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I. Anyways, um, all the, like, girls in the school have been, like, traumatized, like, four times over. Um, awesome. Yeah. Anyways, so that was another very egregious example I can think of that is actually very recent. It, um, it's easy to understand it that way, right? It's always, yeah. it's traumatic, and mm -hmm. it almost ends up being, like, inconsequential, damn near. Like, it almost it almost, yeah. it almost doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, or it's to yeah. move the plot forward. And, you know, and, and to give another example of something that's not fridging, right? Um, uh, I did see, I, I didn't think about this, but I know somebody out there would probably think this. Um, Pochita dying is not fridging. I, 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 Pochita dying is not fridging. That's not fridging. That's not the same thing, right? Um, God, I did not expect you to say that. I'm just saying. Um, uh, also, if we're uh, slightly more serious, Denji's dad hanging himself isn't fridging either. Yeah, that's also not fridging. No, um, fuck his dad. Um, his dad's a piece of shit, too. He, he fucking left that kid with all that debt. Um, power dying is kind of fridging at this point. It is. Um, from what yeah. I've heard about the current, like, Oh status God. of the comic and the fact that she doesn't that she's not there she actually is not there anymore no. yeah that was a total fridging I, I, oh my god the whole comic is every other every woman that he comes across gets murdered or killed by fucking makima Yo. so like that's another then, thing where yeah that's another no, thing where me. like it's kind of crazy that it's so popular to me because i feel like that's just like it's not even like you know people want to be like oh people don't you know it's like you're, you're just mad because it's sexist yes i am mad because it's sexist but also it's yeah. like it's 
bad writing. Like it's just it's just like No, it is. It's so like reductive because that's oh, kind of yeah, why I didn't like Chainsaw the Man. The lesbian dies too and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. like power gets killed, um the lesbian with all her with her harem, they all die. Um yeah. like some of them it isn't even fridging rather but a lot of them it is because it's like oh you're deeply connected to this person dingy we're gonna hurt you by taking this person away from you or we're gonna do this to you and it's like meno mm. dying is fridging for aki kind of yes it was for yeah. aki it was to move aki's yeah. plot forward yeah. that's what i'm saying is like even though I it's was a trope died, but yeah. I, I, I feel like that's the thing right is like this is what people mean when they like say that people aren't like reading good media or whatever and people like talk about what people read or like why people don't like chainsaw man that's lazy as fuck that's just lazy ass yeah. writing like you had all of these female let alone like like we're just talking about the first half of the manga right you had all these female characters who ended up being plot fuel for the protagonist that's it and they're all women it's always women and a lot of it is just bait or whatever right he's trying to he's he wants to draw a sexy woman because he knows people will read it right like they know that that's what's going on but like that's basically all a chainsaw man is fridging a bunch of women. <laughs> all yeah. right, cool. How many women can we shove into refrigerators? Power's death specifically, though. If we're gonna talk about one specifically. Power's death for sure was a fridging Power's moment, especially because sure. yeah. he was getting closer to her, and they had like a yeah. thing together. She came back for like five minutes, but then she died again. Like, it, like yeah, yeah, she had like a sort of redemptive part, but that whole thing was her dying to like yeah progress his plot. plot. Yeah, and from what I've heard about how it continues. It's just, Fujimoto does not get better as a writer. I know that's really mm. shocking to you as a person yeah. who loves Fujimoto's writing. I love um, Chainsaw Man. I'm definitely not, not trying to sell all my volumes. Contact me if you want them. But yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, yeah, I've thought about it too. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, come up to Denton and sell them at Recycled. Honestly, I might because I'm like I don't I'm know if I'm kidding. gonna read. The, I'm also, not even, come see me. <laughs> I, yeah, no, because I don't even know if I'm gonna read them again. But yeah, I. I'm not. Um, I, I feel like I feel like yeah. that's the thing is like a lot of people will like see like oh well people just don't like you know it's like the berserk complaint right it's like you just don't like hardcore stuff or you don't like stuff yeah. that's like edgy. No, I can handle rape in my stories. I can handle violence in my stories. I can handle really fucked up things. That's not the point, right? It's yeah. the discarding of female characters for the progressive yes. male character it's that specific yes. aspect and then on top of it the two th examples you just gave gave were so egregious um my hero academia and, oh and then chainsaw God. man that's like to the nth degree that's like yeah. that's just fucking lazy i will yeah so i will always kind of have a gripe with berserk because of the Casca thing right but yeah. at least berserk has other shit going for it there's other media yeah. where like that's the whole fucking media <laughs> that's the whole thing is yeah. woman gets hurt main character is affected um we can even talk about like batman's yeah. love interests right like we can talk about that that specifically yeah they the we villains see he's that. dating fucking catwoman they go after catwoman and then she's held hostage to like you know help him out or something like that right sorry it's... uh i loved the um bit in oh my god the bit in spider-man where you help what's her fucking name um black cat Yes, thank you. I yeah. loved that. Yeah, her that and her girlfriend. Yeah. That was one of my favorite sequences yeah. of the whole thing. It was, was really, cool. really, I was like impressed by that, especially because, um, real quick sidebar, 
some stuff from Ratchet and Clank, you could tell they were just testing out so they could use it for Spider-Man. And that's really it's funny. Like the stuff where you're jumping through the portals, there's like uh, that's that's like half of Ratchet and Clank. You do that a lot in that game. That's it's fun. like going to different universes and stuff. But um yeah, like that's a character that Yeah. I don't know. It's it's so funny because that, to kind of cap off some of this discussion, at, over time you've seen people try to reform these characters or give them new mm-hmm. life right like try to do something with this character that got fucked over we talked about oracle earlier a lot of people have the fans i think and then writer fans who went on to become writers made her into something else right you can even argue um somebody who wasn't fr- we talked about this wasn't fridging but like even jason todd right he was he they just wanted to rate him out they eventually transformed him into something else right so like are, can you think of any examples of like them trying to like redeem something they did in the past with that's something we're gonna talk about with berserk right like berserk tries to redeem that with like another character yeah but like you know or, or can you think of anything that tried uh, to like take that back i think kind of steph brown becoming a bad girl in a way because her robin arc was so it wasn't as far as i remember it wasn't like physically abusive towards her or anything but she was really mistreated through that arc and like kind of traumatized by it mm-hmm. and i feel like in a lot of her batgirl stuff it's kind of like redeeming parts of it that's not like a true fridging thing to me because she's not fridged but like mm-hmm. i do feel like she is getting kind of a second chance on a lot of things as batgirl and then people were still really weird about it so that kind of backfired but that's one of my favorite batgirl arcs um right and then, um, oh, I'm trying to think. I was thinking earlier about how the Lazarus Pit made DC so much worse <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, Shout out Jason Todd. <laughs> I, uh, um, but, like, Kate Kane dies at some point and is resurrected. And, mm. like, it kind of just kind of cut like undermined any like meaningfulness that her death had and i feel like plot devices like that or retconning like that it's just kind of like why did you even write the fridge part in the first place you know yeah like why did you do that because that was fucking annoying and now i'm more annoyed because it had zero purpose and she's just back like especially with uh, like a mechanic like the lazarus pit where it's just like yeah you put them in and they're back ah that's almost like like its own literary device at this point like like the lazarus pit like like straight up (laughs) yeah and for people who don't know people who, who aren't like into the dc stuff the lazarus pit is literally a pit that they dump people into it brings them back to life not no yeah. joke it's happened to um jason todd so it's happened to the joker several times it's happened, happened to, to Kate Kane. happened to batman oh of course it happened to batman it's happened to uh, several happened people to white moon knight i think i think it was marvel but i think uh i think i know who you're talking who's about who's the british knight dude uh, in... i know who you're talking about fuck he was in Dick Grayson's run as Batman, which is a very good run, and everybody yeah. should fucking read it. It's my favorite oh. Batman run because it's not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes, fuck Bruce Wayne. All my homies hate I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm a Bruce Wayne, Wayne hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, um. No, I. I think it's. I think we have a lot of. We have a lot of good examples, right? I feel like that's the yeah. thing though that I did want to take a, take away from this is that like, it's gendered. Like like it is gendered. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of stuff that comes with like people trying to like treat you know. Try to act like everybody's treated mm-hmm. equally. Try to act like you know nothing. Like nobody intends to write anything sexist when they write something. Like, right. well, yeah, I'm sure if you ask most writers, were you trying to be sexist with this? They would say no. 
like, no. <laughs> it's like, like the... when you ask someone if they're being racist, they're like, no. No. I'm not. I'm not. No. Why would you even accuse me of that? I Why? didn't intend to do that. And it's That's like, so yeah, you did. That's really mean uh, whether of you. it was conscious or subconscious, <laughs> you did mean to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, no. I think, yeah, I think it is definitely very gendered. And like, I was also thinking earlier about um, like whether there were any examples of fridging with men. That I could, and like I feel like Jason Todd's probably kind of as like close as you get with it. But I was thinking about Ghost of Tsushima, where mm. her brothers killed, you know, and that's like a very big motivator for her and Jin because it's a tragic yes. thing that happens. But it's really more that it was a tragic event, and that it's a samurai movie. It's just yes. full of tragic yeah. events, and you it's, know. It's like it's full of, kind of the first scene is their whole village getting massacred, right? Like there's there's a Right. Other, <laughs> and <yeah>. like <laughs> he's still like honored throughout it, right? Like I feel like oh, with, continuously. With the difference yeah. is whether the person becomes more of an object at the end of the fridging, you know, at the end of the killing, at the end of the traumatizing. Whether yeah. that person who was traumatized or killed is con- is really a character anymore. Or whether they're not a character at all anymore. Yes, yes. And, and, and like an, another... Sorry, go ahead. I'm no, not, no, 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 no. You're good. Either. I was just going uh, <laughs> to... Oh, and, and like another example of that is like uh, like Gwen Stacy before current day, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't... Like, she wasn't honored in that type of way, right? Nowadays, um, if you ask some Marvel fans, they kind of overcorrected. But they have done something with that character, right? Like, she's basically her own spider person now. So, like, there's stuff like that where it's, like, you can tell over time people try to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, but it's interesting to see, like, does fixing it really help? Is this really, like, something that is, like, being done very well in that respect, right? So, it, it kind of does, it is, like, one of those things where it's, like, did the character's death matter in the first place? Like you said, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, did it at least have an effect? Or was they really at least honored? Or is there something t- to that effect, right? Um, right. You know, like, even other, like, character deaths, like, uh... What's the guy in Vanilla Alchemist? Everybody always remembers him dying. Um, oh, uh, 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 Hughes, Maze Hughes. Hughes. Like when Hughes dies, Maze right? Hughes. Yeah. They don't shut the fuck up about that like for a while, right? Like that Ever. is a pretty big plot point. It's very sad. It is. Um, it is sad. It's super very sad. sad thing. Yeah, and question. it's sudden too. Yeah. Full Metal Alchemist question: Would you consider the um, Chimera thing to be fridging? Uh yes. With the dog and the girl. Yeah. Yes, I would because they also move past it pretty quickly. For people who don't yeah. know, you probably seen the memes around. There's a plot you definitely see the er- memes early on in Full Metal Alchemist. It's like third um, episode it's or like, something. Yeah, third episode for both series. I think for Brotherhood yeah. too. It's very um, where a guy turns his daughter into like a dog, dog girl chimera thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. that's definitely fridging because it's to, it's to advance both of their plot lines, uh, whether yeah. it's, uh, Alan, Alan, uh, Ed or the dad, right? Like it, it advances yeah. both their plot lines and that, that girl on that, that girl does not get any sort of character development no, she besides. Gets her, she gets fucking yeah. exploded, uh, is what she gets. Yeah. Um, and they cap her ass right afterwards too. Exactly. Literally, like, no, <laughs> like, it's like she gets out and you're like, oh, maybe they can help her. And then, uh, Scar... I think that's what they call him. Um, yeah. He comes up and he's like, oh, you, this sucks yeah, for Dr. you. Scar. I'm literally going to put you out of your misery. And then he's like, bop, <clears throat> she's yeah. gone. And we're I, like, what the fuck? And that's my thing, right? Like, that is that is that is 100% an example of fridging. And it has all the Hallmark aspects. It's literally a woman of some sort, mm-hmm. right? In this, in this case, a little girl. It, it's, it's 
a female who is either had a personality or is almost void of personality, right? And the entire the point of them being there is to advance the plot of the male characters. Yeah, yeah. that's a perfect example. Like, she's a little sister character, you know? You love her yeah. immediately. She doesn't really need a character because she's just a cute kid. And then it's honestly, like, kind of worse than with some adult women plot lines just because it's, like, immediately. It's like, oh, you thought she was a cute little girl? She's a fucked up monster she's now. A monster and her now. dad did it. And it's kind of a weird allegory almost also. And you're like, that's yeah. fucked. I don't like that. It's kind of weird thinking about it now how memed it's been. Yeah. You know? It, 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 I don't, I never really liked that it was, especially because, like, no. I don't know. That's one thing I don't like about the anime community. They do that with a lot of things, and Berserk is yeah. a big one. Oh. That's why I don't like, like, that this fridging moment specifically is big memed on with Casca's, you know, whole rape thing. Is that, like, yeah, it almost, it's one of those things where it's, it's not only edgelords, there's people trying to, like, take, like, the seriousness out of it, because I think it, I think it makes them uncomfortable. But it's like, oh, no, 100%. Yeah, it, it, I think the, that's yeah. definitely. Emotive behind it, like <laughs> making jokes and anime about shit where it's like i don't know like it, it's to play stuff off too right like yeah. a lot of berserk bros don't want to admit like it was not good writing and it was bad and it was also very uncomfortable which it was intended to be it was fully intended to be uncomfortable and it succeeded in that yes absolutely um, exceeded yeah but like i don't know the way people meme certain things about it i've seen a couple that have made me like snort you know but like mm. for the most part i'm just like that happens like it's different with like dragon ball z to me just because everyone in dragon ball z comes back yeah they all, the all die and come back even the yes even care. the women <laughs> even the women yes no <laughs> Fucking, the women that, definitely there do you come go. back. Yeah. There's your example right there. Uh, all the women come back. No. Um, yeah. How many times has fucking Yamcha gotten his ass capped and then he's back? Mm-hmm. And he's back. He's back like five minutes like later. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so funny because like I don't know that that's my thing right is like I get like the joking around with some of it but also it's like mm-hmm. I don't know it's it's one of those things where it's like this is what kind of comes with being critical in media is like to me it's not only lazy writing but it's also like it is indicative of society right it's like no this is what we do with female characters like something that female author we talked about earlier the comic writer that that she said that i was like kind of troubled about and i was like kind of disagreeing with she's like well like when basically what she said is one of the worst things that happened to a woman is being raped and it's like (sighs) like uh that's not yeah but no yes but no and it's also i don't know i feel like that's really really bad that to me and personally i think to this day that is still like a common writing trope is what can we do to a woman right now and then there's like a pause in the writing room and then they go what if she was raped and then everybody's like oh my god you got it that's the most traumatic thing we could think of and then game of thrones happened so (laughs) but like even that one guy that i quoted he was like what's the worst thing i could do in this situation like who's the character who would like elicit the most emotional reaction from people. And he was like, Oh, this one. And he did it. And then instantly was like, that was a bad idea. You know, like it almost yeah, immediately he regretted, regretted it. it. Yeah. He, yeah. He no, regretted because it. it was not, it didn't work well. Like, I don't know, man. Like it's very, and like, I think there's stuff here too. Cause there is another quote I wanted to read. Um, 
that isn't like directly related um but it's another guy who was writing in and um and he was saying I like writing women. You can go for a wider range of emotion and reaction than there would be tolerated in most male characters. Mm. I think a lot more range can be got from female characters th than the industry has traditionally strived for. And, like, at his core, I get what he's saying. But also I kind of feel like it kind of reminded me of how Miura talks about, like, how his work is a shoujo in the sense that it, like, talks about emotions, you know? And it's not that Berserk is a shoujo. It's that, like, Mira wanted to write men in sentimental positions, and that's a lot more accepted in romance writing than it is in, like, other shit. Yes. Which is a fair point to make about society. But also, I think with this, like, you, you can make male characters have a full range of emotions. Like, it's not that you can't do that. It's that you're choosing not to do that, and you're still viewing women yes. as, like... These only creatures who are able to have like a full scope of emotions and be sensitive and like have all these things. I'm like, that's you kneecapping yourself in this instance. Yes, like you're I don't kneecapping your writing. Absolutely. And granted, this is late nineties, early two thousands. Different mentality about stuff in a lot of ways. But it's also not too different from how people think now still. You know, like people, it's still if anything, the people are trying to like re reinforce that stuff, if anything. Right? Yeah, and like I have this is tangentially related. I've talked a lot with Sasha about how like there's been this like backslide almost with feminist issues where people have completely bought into and someone's gonna get mad at me about this and i'm kind of no, sorry me and Haley really. talked about this recently um yeah. there's like a backside with feminism where like people are like it's okay to be feminine which is true it is okay to be feminine and to like traditionally feminine things and to want to be taken seriously while you like feminine things yeah but there's also been a very big shift fully into like bimbo feminism and like traditional uh, yeah. feminism mm -hmm. and people are like well like women can work at home like women shouldn't have to go to work and women shouldn't have to do this and i shouldn't have to have a job i should have a man take care of me and like all these things uh, and it's like you as a woman are entirely capable of deciding what you want yeah your life to be that yeah. is true you should not be shamed for that necessarily no. unless you're being like a trad wife weirdo about it. And then I am going to shame you about it. Um, but like, I just see it a lot and I see, I really hate the whole like girl math, girl history, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and like this yeah. dumbing down of shit to make it friendly to women. That pisses me off. It's reductive. It's kind of. It seems really insulting. It's to me. very reductive. It's very yeah. insulting to me, and also like, it's really weird because this was like happening on Tumblr to an extent like five years ago, and then kind of went away, and now it's like back full force everywhere else. Where like, people are like, acting once again like, um, like bi and lesbian, butch or mask presenting people are like reductive when they're not and it is once again positing that like gender nonconformity. they're like everyone's like this Time so it's actually more oh my god like it's actually more radical for me to wear pink than for you I'm to shave your head and cool. go around in men's clothes even though you get yelled at and called a dyke in public like yeah, it's just no. it's like, exhausting and it's so yeah. 
alienating. And it's very weird watching this happen every five years like clockwork. It's that's what exhausting. I, yeah, it, it seems like it's just happening again. And of course, I mean, not going to lie, at the end of the day, um, who suffers the most? Butch lesbians. But um, Thank you. Like, yes. like no, I'm not going to lie. I love uh, butches. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> We love butches in this house. Yes, we. Lo- if you if you don't like butches, get the fuck out of here. Um, get the fuck <laughs> off our podcast. Like, I hate you. Um, it's it's like you know trying to explain to guy to people like a he him lesbian thing. Like it's a thing that like it makes people's heads explode, right? Oh my like, god! It's, it's, I have not even tried with some people. I'm like I I'm wouldn't. Not gonna even I don't blame this. you. I don't want to. It, it's it's because um and you kind of said this and like this is kind of like. I think this is bringing the whole fridging thing full circle, but like, I feel like mm-hmm. the reason we're seeing so much fridging again and a lot of like cultural backslides um, is partially just due to a lot of those cultures kind of fighting against those things, like having mm-hmm. an uprise, like conservatism, conservative, yeah. ah, conservatism is mm-hmm. like really fucking like taking yeah. off again. And a lot of these tropes no, are kind is. of trying. Some people think they're being, it's not rebellious, but people think they're being rebellious. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you see a lot of stuff like the gender roles thing, a lot of people trying to like act like gender roles are like the most important thing in the world. And actually me being traditional is more, um, that's my favorite thing, right? Um, they're, they're it's more they're, transgressive than you not being in a nuclear family in a cabin right. in the woods. Or exactly. The fuck. I don't you, know. you being a single person who's, who's 20 something, not having a kid, you're actually less progressive than me. Who's going to have a kid at 23 and be married and all that. Right. So like there, there's that weird sentiment out there right now. Right. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a few things that have backslided. Feminism has backslided because we've gone from slightly being slightly more radical to now being like, actually, no, you should do whatever you want and fuck all those radical people. And um, so then me and Haley have really been talking about um, the body positivity movement. That one oh also, that shit God. got, that shit has backslidden so hard, like almost on its ass, which to be fair, um, to be blunt about the body, body positivity movement, who did it really benefit the most? I mean, skinny people who aren't actually it fat. Wasn't... That's who it benefited the most. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. And like, you guys are absolutely right, but this is also why it needs to be reframed as fat acceptance instead of body positivity that's the other part of the conversation yeah yeah, because if you frame it as body positive it's like yeah everyone should be comfortable in their body whether you are thin whether you are fat but the issue is that you are still taking away from fat people in those spaces so then now you have to have fat acceptance you have to have radical like fat politics it's like all lives matter type shit it's like body positivity yeah but for who like like yeah and it's like these people who call themselves mid-sized and won't call themselves plus size because they're like me and they're like 1x 2x you know and like i don't consider i i did at one point consider myself fat but i don't anymore because i've lost like 80 pounds or something mm-hmm. i don't know and like i'm not in that scale anymore i fit into clothes in the store and to me that's like a sign that like i'm I'm in straight sizing now, you know, like I can wear yeah. straight size clothes. Not all the time because some I still have really broad shoulders. That's always something I've run into. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like I'm mid-sized or I'm like taking away from like, I don't know, like yeah. plus size resources or whatever. No, yeah, and I think yeah. it's just a really weird distinction when there's already a term for it, but they don't like it. They don't like calling themselves small fats because they feel like it undermines <laughs> them or whatever the fuck. But there's a term for it already. Yeah. And there's already a term. You can call yourself that. I don't because I consider myself yeah. straight size at this point. But like, yeah. it's just, you have to be like 
intentional about everything you do now, whether you are going, whatever you are going about to create radical acceptance, whether it's weight, whether it's gender, whether it is your sexuality, whether it's your race, you have to be radical about yeah. it at this point because there is no yeah. other way around it. I feel like that's the thing too. You just have to be radical because what's really popular right now is playing the middle with a lot of things. <gasps> and that's how you get stuff like, you know, just kind of backsliding into old tropes again. Like, you know, yeah. like just like we've kind of defaulted again as a society into, you know, if you're not on Olympic and trying to get, you know, not get fat anymore, what's wrong with you, right? Like, why are you, why are you fat is basically a question that so a lot of people are, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people are phrasing it to each other differently, but that's basically what the question is, is why are you fat? And yeah, that's or like, you're allowed to be fat because you're a good fat and then it's like mm -hmm. what defines you be, you being a good fat is you trying not to be fat but you can't help yes. it so you're a good fat person you know oh oh you exercise every day you pass my litmus test kind of a thing yeah, yeah exactly you're healthy and it excludes yeah. disabled people it excludes people who don't care yep you know and all those people yep. deserve respect too and i've i've run into several instances at work recently not with like fat acceptance but just with like People who behave in a way that people, like, have a social line with or whatever, and once they cross that social line, any empathy goes out the window. And that's really oh, wow. disturbing to see in medical care, um, by the way. Yeah. I really hate it. <laughs> and, mm. like, I think it does take a conscious effort to remind yourself, like, that's not their fault, necessarily. That's not inherently their fault. It, but like a lot of people can't even do that and it's just like you are going to have to deal with people sometimes where they are disabled or they're presenting in a way that is unacceptable to you and that's just what it is you know mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and honestly being in an unacceptable state of being is just very hard to be and you can't get care you need you can't get attention you need it just yes. sucks and yeah. it happens a lot with old people, especially. I think there's a lot of ageism right now. I see it with like the twink death shit. I see it with like which nobody knows what inherent... fucking twink is anymore. But whatever. I'm uh... so sick of it. But what basically people have taken it to mean is like I'm getting old and I'm getting fat. Yeah, the fat I'm part. I'm scared of yeah. that. Yeah, and I don't want to be those things. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Um, it pisses yeah. me off. But there's also just so many people who are like scared of old people. And I'm like, there are old people who suck, but like some of y'all act like they have like the fucking plague and they're just like yes. people who want to yes. talk to you and they just talk in circles and you kinda have to deal with it. Like it just is what Yeah, it is. it's not it's not the worst thing in the it, I don't know, man. It's five it's, minutes of your day. Like <laughs> Like fine. like I know that there's like a ton of like I don't know. It's just that, like, looking at that stuff specifically, it is just interesting seeing, like, a lot yeah. of stuff backslid or it didn't go far enough. Like you said, we need fat yeah. acceptance, not, like, the, the body positivity stuff. That's dead, first of all, right? And no. It, it hasn't. It's, it, done. It, it's done. It's done. It's too commodified. It's you can't. Yeah. It's not radical anymore. No, it's not. It's not it radical. It was when I was in high school, but it's not anymore. No, it's not. And... and on top of that, I mean, I feel like a lot of, a lot of sexist stuff is the same way. I feel like a lot yeah. of gender-based discrimination i mean a lot of the times people try to tell us that, like it's it's fine or it's not really happening because you know what is it like the token minorities you have everywhere like well we have a woman this and women do this what is what color is that woman white we're not gonna talk about that as much though but yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times we're kind of placated yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of you know i don't know a lot a lot of those things didn't go far enough is what i'm trying to say right like we don't need yeah. just 
everybody's fine except we all secretly still hate fat people like that shouldn't be the the end goal yeah of we everything. all secretly hate you know gender non-conforming women or gender non-conforming men we're really yep. weird about gender non-conforming men one thing i am kind of excited about currently um because i've seen so much trickle down is that it's really popular in k-pop right now for guys to wear skirts okay whether it's over pants or whether it's just like in general um and i've started seeing it trickle down into like other fashion realms too and i am okay with that like kind of thing like if cis guys are more comfortable wearing like straight cis guys are comfortable wearing skirts that's gonna make it so much easier for like effeminate men yeah. to be able to be in public and yes. for trans women to be all in public yeah. and it's breaking things down and i'm like this is so small but i feel like it's a step in the right direction yeah. So, like, there's stuff like that that's good, but it's so weird what is, like, considered acceptable or whether, like, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's just it's... very weird times we live in currently mm. where, like, yeah. <laughs> respectability <laughs> politics are very big right now, right? Like, you have to They're be huge. a certain way in I've... order to be listened to. I um listen. I I fully agree. It's it's about it's still about presentation, and a lot yeah. of the the standard still is skinny and presentable and white yeah. and gender conforming. I mean, yeah. I even saw I saw this is the last note we can talk about. Um, actually, yeah, we can start talking about Palestine after this too. But one thing I did see that kind of pissed me off, and this is how I know a lot of like the gender acceptance stuff was kind of bullshit from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there was a trans woman who posted a compilation of her telling people in the restaurant who misgendered her like hey you misgendered me i don't like that like i go by she her i told you that before we started filming like please respect that that really hurts my feelings like please respect that yeah and a lot of cis people i saw and this is how i know a lot of them are kind of like lying through their fucking teeth and they say they care about and respect people like identities is that one of the most popular teats was well they don't know you how are they supposed to know that you're she her and to be fair and to be fair to the woman not to these assholes she was wearing she had her hair done she -hmm. had lipstick on she had all women's clothes on and that was like she was presenting as a woman like are we gonna be fucking stupid and pretend that because either she has a deep voice or whatever the fuck that you want to just act like she's not presenting as a woman and that's the kind of thing where i'm like okay now we're just like a lot of people were just being fake like a lot of people are are, like they hear something new and their response is to be scared and default to I accept everybody, but don't question me too hard about it. Because yes. in the same tweet, a lot yes. of the person was like, I accept everybody. Every, everybody can do whatever they want. But like, they don't know you. So how are they supposed to know? And I'm like, if I saw that woman in public, I would address her Context. as her. It's not like, yeah. Like, yeah. what do you? And like, maybe she'll be like, I use they pronouns and you can switch. But also from what you're saying, it sounds like she told them what fucking pronouns she used and yes. they completely disregarded it. So your point is fucking moot to begin yes. with because yeah. she already told them and they chose to disrespect her still. Like, I feel like that is a perfectly like rational response. And, that, and that's my Someone thing, Someone misgendering right? you. It's, it's totally fucking reasonable. And I feel like I was like, good for her for posting that. Cause it's like, yeah, you yeah. do need to make people feel bad when they're doing it on purpose and be like, Hey, asshole. I told you my name. It's a woman's name. I told you she, her. Don't be a dick, right? Don't be a dick. But a lot of what kind of, and I know the internet is not comprised of most people, right? But a lot of what kind of made me upset about it was like seeing so many people be like, yeah, how were we supposed to know? 
And it's like, so what? So what was all that? What was all that shit about like you know respecting people for who they are or whatever, and accepting you know not, somebody fake. who's trying to true. fit into your shitty gender roles? Yeah, exactly. It's all fake. And I feel like that's what a lot of social, like a lot of social movements, a lot of like anti-sexist stuff. You should kind of be wary of it if you're following some yes. people who are getting into, it. especially people who just jump onto it. Because how long is that really going to last for some people? Because yeah, you know, there aren't a lot of people who are really going to like yeah. really dig into that and be into it you know so like i don't know i just yeah. saw that and i was like yeah that's another like we love gay people no you fucking don't because no, you don't. they can't even be in public and, without y'all addressing them normally like yeah Jesus. and like this is another case of like why you as someone who is coming into these topics fresh should read and should listen to other people's praxis and learn how <laughs> holding stone bitch blues up to look to the camera <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite reaction image like on the internet with um it's fucking dr phil and it's yes. like the one of him holding out an l but it's stone butch blues instead <laughs> it's literally my favorite reaction image ever it's so fucking funny oh it's so good it's so <laughs> um, good it's very good but yeah it's i mean it's why you should research it's why you should look into things it's why you should be critical of people's opinions even if they sound correct because sometimes like maybe it doesn't sit right with you for a reason and maybe the reason is you have something to impact but maybe the reason is also something isn't resonating with you and you need to figure out what that is and why that doesn't belong in your ideals you know yeah. like it's something that you have to work out for yourself Slap. 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 And this honestly also segues really well into the Palestine thing because yeah. I yeah. have been livid <laughs> for like a month now yeah. with everything that's been going on. Um, um, and used to, and just just for context for people listening, you used to live around that area, like yes. near so Palestine. Yeah. Okay. For context, I used to live in Jordan, which is yeah. literally directly to the right of of Palestine. I'm not going to call it Israel. Directly to the right of Palestine. It's Palestine. Yeah. Um, they share. The Red Sea, they share uh, parts of like um, the Dead Sea too. Like the River Jordan runs between the two of them. Like it is so central to Palestine. And the only reason like they're like separate countries really is because of like colonialism and how things settled when a lot of the Arab nations like became their own nations. Um, Jordan is largely Jordanian and Palestinian because of what happened in Nakba where Palestinians were eradicated and pushed out of their country. And so there's a lot of Palestinians that live in Jordan. And most of my classmates, even though I went to an international school, they were Palestinian or part Palestinian. Um, they were either Jordanian or Palestinian in some way. And even if they were Jordanian, there's a lot of sympathy towards palestinians yeah absolutely. they're right there not from, yeah. not from the monarchy but from the mm. people themselves okay yeah. um so the monarch is like sucking biden's dick i fucking hate king. god i hate the king so much anyways i can say that because i'm an american now um i could not say that over there no you couldn't <laughs> no yeah i get fucking yeah. killed i've talked about the secret police before but i'm not kidding no um, yeah Anyways, um, I can say I that. I remember stuff I'm you safe. told me in college before. Yeah, that yeah. shit's crazy. <laughs> I'm safe now. I can say that. But anyways, a lot of my friends were Palestinian. Uh, a lot of people we met, like families there, are Palestinians in some ways. I've heard from people's grandmas and from their parents about living in Palestine before everything. 
a lot of my friends talked about like stories their grandparents told them and places they'll never get to see because they don't exist anymore. And yeah. like all of that is, it, it creates a background for me in a lot of ways. And something I've thought about with a lot of this, and I think I may have told this story before, but I can't remember, but it was when, God, I think this was like 2011 or 2010. Um, and there was something very similar happening in Gaza um yes. where yes Gaza and the West Bank were being attacked by Israel um in the IDF and it was very very bad um it was kind of the beginning of Arab Spring and everything that happened then and my school had a rally for Palestine and I remember being in there and like I understood a lot of the energy and there was also a lot of anti-Semitism, which was kind of right. hard, but it was also student-led. Right. So it was led by people who were still parroting some of their parents' ideas and some concepts that weren't inherently true. And I, I always think about that because I feel like it's a really good example of, like, you can still have sympathy towards Palestinians and understand their anger as Israelis, but also still hold place for Jewish people and yeah. have empathy towards them. And that's always a stance I've tried to maintain and keep. Um, and there are so many Jewish Americans right now and Jewish people all over the world who are talking about why Zionism is so bad and why yes, that plenty, kind of yeah. ideal is horrible. And they, I've yeah. seen people talk about how they used to be Zionists because when they were younger, it was like, oh, this is like you know, a very like religious thing for us. This is a very like nationalist and like a good way thing for like, it's a bonding thing. Like we get to have our own land. We get to have our own country. It was in our like scriptures. We get to have this and then realizing the cost of it and mm. the cost being people and then being like, this is not okay with me anymore. Like I don't right. agree with this. And, um, <laughs> Normally, I would link towards support groups, link towards charities, link towards like mutual aid. But the reality is, nothing is going in and out of Palestine right now. Um, yeah, everything's the best off, thing you much. can. Yeah, the best thing you can do, and this is what I meant about you have to be radical. Um, the best thing you can do is to help their boycotts and to help push back as much as you can, whether you're actively going to protest or not. If you are in it actively in a conversation where someone is being um, racist towards Arabs and Palestinians, yeah. you trying, should to do a talk about thing. that. Yeah, yeah, you should talk about that. If someone, it, you should educate yourself about Hamas and be able to push back against that because Hamas is not what the states has projected it to be. No. I'm not saying they're good. Um, they're not ISIS. I've, no, they're not ISIS. No, they're not fucking ISIS. Um, and also, like, Hamas is not inherently good either. Like, it's still a political party. Um, I remember there was a time in Jordan where Hamas was recruiting people from neighborhoods near me, and it was scary. Um, that's scary, too. You know, there's, like, scary aspects of it. But at the end of the day, this is a <laughs> group of people who has been repressed and terrorized for decades and decades and decades and generations even and something has to give eventually and I also think this is a point where you 
have to recognize that some things do not happen without a degree of violence and some things do not happen peacefully. Yeah. And that's always going to yeah. be how it is when it comes to any kind of radical shift. Um, and these are politics I don't talk about as much because they are not as easily stomached. Um, no. But I think with this especially, um, it's very dear to me. It's been very hard to go online and see all of this. Um, and it's very hard to see so many Americans make excuses. <laughs> But it's also been very heartening to see how many people have come together to recognize Palestine because that has never really happened before. No. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. And I am glad that's happening. And if you're a part of that, I'm glad you're making that happen. I think that's really important. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. very emotional about this no, because I'm just an emotional you grew person. Up there. Well, yeah, well, you grew up in just, that area. Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, it's very important to me. And I wanted to talk about it because. I this is my platform. It is a very small platform, but it is one that I have regardless. And I believe that as like a person with empathy, it is my job to humanize the people of Palestine when they are being dehumanized so much right now. Yes. Um and just empathizing that this is not okay. And this is a genocide and it's something that you should not be complicit with or okay with. And if you are, I think you need to consider why your comfort is more important than an entire people group. So we're not talking about, about something is, is better than, you know, an entire yeah. Group why being silent yeah. in its entirety, like why your life is worth more inherently than someone else's. It's what we've talked about with the army too. Why, should you mm -hmm. be able to get your scholarship, but it costs someone's life, literally. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Um, if you see places uh, where you can support people in Palestine, definitely do that. I know there's also Palestinians and like outside of Palestine who are trying to create support for their families to get yes. through when stuff goes through. Mutual aid is always important. Keep an eye out for those Dude, things. Um, even something as small as yeah. like, there's lists going around of like local Palestinian restaurants. Like where I live in Houston, there's a lot of mm, local Palestinian mm -hmm. restaurants. Even yeah. something as simple as that, like patronize their businesses and yeah. like help them out at the very, like yeah, support some, your local Palestinians. Yeah. Support, support Arab people in general too. This is such like a, it's, I don't want to call it a conclusion because it's not over, but it's like, it's a lot of the war on terror has kind of reached a bubbling point here and a boiling point where like you mm -hmm. have to decide one way or another what side you're on. It's yes. been building since before 9-11. Before, yeah, really before took that. off with 9-11. Yeah. You know, we've been doing it since we were in Afghanistan. We've been doing it since we were in Iran. We've been doing it in Iraq and now it's happening in much more visually again in, is in Palestine and that's been a thing that's been ongoing so yeah. yeah just educate yourself there's a lot of really great resources right now there's a lot of great local people you can support yeah and um just supporting however you can even if it is in a small way is much more meaningful than keeping silent for the comfort of other people yeah so. 
speak out if you can um i i will say on the media side of things um f fuck the new york post um and fuck oh all those stupid newspapers God. putting 18 year olds on the front for tearing down um propagandist uh warning post uh sorry not warning wanted posters for um missing people yeah um fuck those publications and fuck michael rapaport too for using his platform to um harass those same two girls um yeah. a lot of celebrity stuff has been falling apart the last few years but like i really want people to like one criticize mainstream media a lot of stuff you won't see today um won't support the palestinian side of things i saw something on yeah. cnn i think that they almost accidentally aired um wolf blitzer got pissed at an idf soldier who basically told them, yeah, we're going to kill innocent people. And that was something I yeah. did not expect to see on CNN. But, like, they were like, wow. are you fucking kidding me? And yeah, that's, not, that's not the norm, yeah. right? Like, so, so no. really watch what you see from mainstream stuff. A lot of these people are, are funded by Israeli companies and people who have mm -hmm. a lot of money invested in Israel. So watch what you read in a lot of these things. Yes. Um, and look for sources for people that are, like, actually on the ground and are out there. Um, I really am disappointed in the state of media right now. A lot of um, people are just kind of defaulting to things. Also, there's a lot of both sides talk about thing. If you're a fence sitter, yeah. you're the fucking worst. I think you're worse than anybody on either side you think is happening, right? You're a fucking there's fence sitter. There's not sides here. There's not a side. There is, there is some, inherently good happening. and evil happening here. Yes. Th like, there's a genocide happening, point blank period. There's no genocide on two sides. It's not a fucking thing, right? So I, I just say be very critical of the media you you encounter and really think about the things you see because i don't know if people really realize this but like this flares up every year or at least every couple of years and then really bad yes, things happen no, this and, has been ongoing yes it, it, this even happened during covid at least once i think the first couple mm -hmm. years of covid this happened right 2001 so, i think was the yes. last big push um yes yes so this is the biggest push yeah. there's been since the 70s i think yes um, absolutely yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of insane um there's yeah. a really good al jazeera clip um he used to be cnn reporter i think and then they kicked him off because he was uh too correct. good for him uh, yeah yeah um but he was talking with um an israeli leader and basically trying to get him to state like what are you guys doing like are you killing innocent people? Are you holding them? Like, are you like literally keeping them hostage? Like, what is it? And the guy kept trying to talk around it, but he did eventually like get so like agitated that he actively admits <laughs> to like holding an entire group of people hostage for the sake of finding Hamas like people mm -hmm. and said that he was okay with killing them as long as they could find people from Hamas. Yep, and that's that's basically what the IDF soldier told Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. He said, yeah, he said these and are the consequences of war or something. Literally, they'll say it to your face. IDF soldiers are very proud of themselves. They're yes. horrible people. They're heinous people. The IDF is horrible. I am so glad. Sorry, this is like a little more lighthearted. I'm so glad people are finally calling Gal Gadot's fucking Oh, that bitch. Out. Yeah, no. Yeah, the fucking oh Gal Gadot. Oh my god. The ultimate, so the ultimate warrior. By the way, if just a real quick thing, if you never, if anybody's never saw Wonder Woman 2, I actually think a lot of people didn't see it. But if you've never seen it, that is one of the most anti-Arab fucking movies ever. It is super propagandist. And I think it have, has a lot to do with the fact that she was in the IDF. Like, oh, that 1, shit is... Hey, that movie is heinous. Well, you would not believe that that movie came out post-2020. Like, that, that shit yeah. was insane. 
I, I heard about it. Um, also, in the new Captain America, they just did a test screening for it, and oh my! Oh yeah, God, it's full on it Israel has propaganda. Sabra in it, who is IDF, yes. like literally, and actively talks about like killing Arab people in it. Amazing and incredible. Why did they put her in there to begin with? Because they thought it would be a, like a good Zionist sympathy point. And it's really funny that it's backfiring on them right now yeah. because of what's going on. I'm like, that's great timing, good. idiots. Um, I hope it doesn't get released. You. I hope you waste all that I hope fucking you get money. Tanked. For idiots. real, I hope it does not get released because it does not deserve to. Do not give Marvel your fucking money. Do no. not give Disney your fucking money. By the way, Don't for people who, who aren't aware, like Marvel has been funded by the U.S. Army like yes. for several movies. Like they they have input. Um, fucking Captain instance, Marvel. Captain Marvel was almost a different movie until the Air Force got involved. Um, the guy who directed that, his last movie was nothing like that. He no. had some pretty like radical, like kind of more radical ideas in his shit. And then the Air Force got involved and then they got rewritten. They're like, no, no. Like, so don't support Marvel. They're going to they're gonna support no. this shit. To a further extent, don't support Disney. They are full on uh, Israel supporters. I don't know, y'all. I feel like this funny because is... Walt Disney is like an anti-Semitic piece of shit. He fucking, he f yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something I shouldn't say, but yeah, the he dissonance. fucking hated them. Yeah, like that, like that's the thing, right? I don't know. So thank you for talking about yeah. that because I feel like you have more, like, like you've been there, like you grew up there, right? So like it'd be kind, it'd yeah. be kind of fucked up if we didn't let you talk about that. So I, I don't know. <laughs> no, man. I appreciate it's, it. It's definitely something that you need to be paying attention to. I don't like having like telling people like don't pay attention to media because i did see that um just the last thing we talked about this before but mm -hmm. i saw um I, there are more people probably being funded by the idf than we know but there are also people who just don't like to get involved in these things so like there was this tiktok account that prided itself on providing news and then suddenly oh, when all the israel oh. stuff started happening they were like hey guys stay off the internet don't read anything online oh it's I not it's shit. not it's not good for your health oh yeah, that's that's, that's strange. That's crazy. That's a because, weird coincidence. Um, being shot also isn't good for people's health, and having no yeah. running water, food, or connection to the outside world at all, and having all your shit yeah. bombed, and being um, told to evacuate, and then getting bombed at, to, at the place where you evacuated to. And yeah. then having like a peaceful period where you can safely evacuate, which is not going to fucking happen. They are no. lying out their fucking ass about that. I'm so. They pissed. always lie. That's that's um, what they're known to do. Yeah, it's just, it's just, like, don't look away from media, but also pay attention to what media you are consuming, because yeah. a lot of places are portraying Israel as, like, not being so bad and blah, blah, blah. When you have 157 countries of the UN vote against you, and the only reason you are allowed to do what you're doing is because the US and Canada veto it. You're yeah. not the good guy. You're the bad guy. You're not You're, the good guy here. That was not a consensus decision. Like, that was not, no. like, what everybody... I don't know. So, yeah, just like, really keep an eye on those things. Follow the right people. Be cognizant, um, yeah. Please question a lot of things that you come across, like especially if you're on like four U pages and shit like that. Like just really oh God, question the things you see, and also like I don't know, it's it's bad. Well, this is a really bad time for propaganda. It's a really bad yeah. time for oh my God, it's so bad. Just being yes. told what to think about a lot of things. Um, yeah, don't so, yeah. listen to me. Also, like go read for yourself. You, it's in the ink. I mean, like I'm not wrong. I'm correct. But like, yeah. if you think I'm wrong or you don't agree with me, I challenge you to go read up on it because yeah. 
if you even remotely take a look at the history of Israel, it was literally created to <laughs> further the economics of Western civilizations. Yeah. So and, and Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Biden is, is uh, only like what a year or two older than Israel or something like that. Like Israel's oh not that God. old. Israel yeah. is not like, it's I've, not. I've been seeing and a lot of most people don't realize. Yeah. A lot of people think it's like, like this old country. No, Jerusalem, no. Uh, not Jerusalem. Sorry. Israel is less than a hundred years old. Like it's not yeah. like, this is definitely like a full on, like, colonial like wet dream like don't don't is, ever yes. like forget about that it's important to pay attention to these things it's also i will say i'll touch on this briefly because i don't know as much about it but like it's important to also pay attention to the other genocides happening right now a lot yes. of people are talking about the congo right now which is really important especially if you are a tech person uh, yes. because a lot of the materials for your technology come out of the congo which has been enslaved basically um it's very important to talk about those things too. Um, I mean, Afghanistan is still going through things. Iraq and Iran are still going yes, through things. That didn't stop. Yeah, that never stopped. It has not stopped. Um, it stopped being publicized, but it's still happening. And like, yeah. there's so many, there's so many things happening outside of America. And this has honestly been a bit of a wake up call for me because I'm not gonna lie. I used to be like a little resentful of how many blind spots Americans had because it was so obvious to me what was happening outside of America, living outside of America. Yeah. But they really keep you in a bubble here. And recently I've been like, I've always known that, but it's been kind of like a shock to my system. And I've been like, I've gotten complacent with this. I have not. That's how they do it though. Yeah. Look. Yeah. That's how and, a lot of media stuff yeah. is structured is to not push that stuff. Exactly. And that's why intentionality is so important. And that's why you should be intentional about everything you do and what you read and what you consume. Um, yes. Even if it's it feels like a chore, um, sometimes you should be intentionally looking things up outside of normal media, like networks and stuff. You, sometimes you really need to dig to find like actual history on things and to educate yourself on things that are really uncomfortable. Like a lot of people are having to reckon with the fact that like, America is very colonialist, which I don't know how some people haven't caught on to that. Shocker. But like, a lot yeah. of people are having to reckon with that. Right? Yeah. And, you know, like younger people I get, but like yeah. older people, I'm like, why are you surprised? That's um, what, yeah, that's what I'm, if you're like over the age of 25, I'm like, where have you been? But yeah. Anyway, yeah. But you're recognizing it now. Don't look away. Yes. No, keep doing keep, it. Yeah, keep it's not about shaming those thought. people. It's more so about no. Yeah, now that you you're paying attention, like, please keep paying yeah. attention. Like I am surprised that you don't know, but also now that you know, are you going to put your head in your sand about it, or are you going to keep doing something about it? So, yeah. staying educated is one of the most powerful things you can do, and that is why we talk so much about reading comprehension and literacy, yeah. and why it is so important and. It's not just with media that's like pop culture, media, comics, books, etc. It's with stuff you're reading in your day to day, too. It's yeah. with the news. It's with nonfiction. It's with conversations you have with people. You need to be able to suss things out and decide yes. for yourself. So there, there's yeah. And there's a big thing about media literacy that I've kind of have. It shocks me every time I think about it. But a lot of people assume that a lot of nonfiction stuff is honest. Like they, they assume that a lot of it is trying oh, to give you yeah. like that it doesn't have an agenda or it's not biased or it's just trying to give you the story just because it's not fiction. And that's just not true. So you really got to like 
That's really funny yeah. to me just because nonfiction is like one of those things where you cannot separate the artist from their work. It yeah. is what they believe. They are putting it through their lens for you to read. That is the purpose of nonfiction. Yes. It is never unbiased. No. Ever. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like, really important to keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. So no, th thanks for talking about that. We didn't need to talk about yeah. that because it is like, like this is a, a media analysis podcast, right? And that is what is uh, happening in the media right now. We can't just act like yeah. that's not happening. But um, yeah. And like no. Cheval said, this is also just very near and dear to me. So yeah. Uh, if yeah. you learn something, I'm glad. If you are considering things more, I'm glad. If you are mad at me, I don't care. Um, yeah, no, I don't care either. I li like. I do not have any patience for you. Go away. I'm not going to be nice about that one. If you still agree with Israel at this point, um, you can kick rocks. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I don't really care either. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Slash. Slash. No, um, but no, th thank thanks guys for tuning in for the rest of that though. That was our fridging conversation. I do want to do more episodes like this in the future. That was yeah, fun. I think good it, pauses occasionally, maybe between arcs or something. Yeah, yeah, because um, it, it's a good trope to talk about because it's still very present. This isn't and like mm -hmm. it's good to talk about things as tropes because like yeah, you can say that we're nitpicking or whatever, but it's not nitpicking because it's like and it's a device. It's a literary device yeah. that is overused and it's also very sexist. So. Um, yeah. Good thing to kind of center some of the conversation around. Um, we will be back soon yes. with the next part of Berserk. Um, kind of seeing Hopefully what sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah, sooner rather than later. We'll be back with Guts and Casca to see what the fuck happened to them, as well as Rickert and uh, Skull Knight jumping out to save them and all that shit. We will get a lot more of that. So um, don't yes. fret. that We're coming back with that. But no, um, we just wanted to take this little segue talk about a trope that plays heavily into berserk and into a lot of other media so if you have any questions or thoughts or if you like they're like wow there's a really big example i thought of that you know wasn't talked about you know feel free to email us um yes please we love shoot to a learn message at us. yeah i i'm all, i'm reading and watching all kinds of shit right now so just yeah <laughs> definitely let us know um i'll go ahead and plug our shit um <laughs> so on x or twitter or whatever the fuck um we are let's underscore unpack it uh check that for you know regular updates on if we're coming back or when we're coming back um instagram same thing it's uh un at unpack that pod check that for updates uh cal was nice enough to get me on blue sky we might make a blue sky account for the podcast as well so we'll keep that yeah i'll see um, if i can get another updated. one i have friends with a bunch of codes and i've been putting off getting on blue sky because i don't want to get on another social media platform but i i'm i'm yeah. on it now um mostly for my writing i started writing i'm trying to get my blog started again yeah, so that's mostly the only reason plugging cheval's blog yes. he's yes. writing about music again go read yes. it I, it's very good I have a Substack, lazydesperado.substack.com. Go check that out if you... I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff. I mainly talk video games and music and politics. Um, I've just tore the Drake album apart because I'm fucking sick of him. I don't know how else to say that I'm tired of him and I want him to not make music for like another five years at least. Or just never I again. Ju I, I just um, want him to never make music yeah, again. Yeah, I... Fucking, that's just me. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff on there. There's old posts on there too if you want to check them out. But yeah. um, getting back into that... But yeah, no, go go check us out there. Um, our anchor link slash our Spotify for podcasters link is in the description, as well as the um, fridging link that we use to talk about the discussion today. All that's in the description. So um, give those a click. Uh, if you want to be a contributor, uh, shout out to the people who contribute every month, even though we don't release every month. Thank are the you. Greatest. 
We love um, you very much. We're sorry if, we don't release every month. Hey, if, well, if you're listening to this podcast, um, my voice might sound a little different. I got a new mic. So thank you to the subscribers. You were part of the reason that we were able to get uh, some of my new stuff. This is a really nice studio, the whole mic. So I was really happy to get that. Um, Yay. So this does help. You guys You guys are awesome. Yes. So we do appreciate it. Um, we do. But yeah, no, um, thanks for joining us for our discussion about comic books and manga and anime that really don't like women <laughs> and all of our suggestions for ones that do. Common themes, misogyny. <laughs> common theme. And that's just, I feel like this is such a common meme in like every form of media is, uh, yeah. we got to disrespect the woman somehow. And it's Boy, just like the I further back women. you go, the more frequent it is, but it never stops, you know? So Yeah. It's always it's like a, it's still chugging. It's yeah, still, still going. As Hero Academia has proven, you it. can do it as couple, soon as a couple months ago. It's still oh going. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, don't read it. My, my last message for today is please don't read my Hero Academia. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, don't do that. I, I saw the bunny girl don't. with the stumps and it pissed me off. So I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, don't do it. Yeah, but no, th thanks thanks guys for supporting us and we'll we'll see you for episode 46 when we get back to guts in the gang. But yeah, shout out to you guys and we will catch you next time. Game, Game over! over.